already said that while we were live, Brian. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Look at Danny Phone's face. He's like, he's like Ryan ruined yeah, the but, surprise. Yeah, they would have had to have been like you know, right the live there. people. Yeah, yeah. We can cut. We can cut that for the. I'm interested if anybody did hear that comment and say like, yeah, I heard Ryan spoil it. Yeah. Yeah, but we're live. Danny Palm says we're live. So welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Pittsburgh Combat Sports Podcast. This is a special episode. Super special one right here. So we have, as you guys have seen on Instagram, we've been hyping it today, a special mystery guest. I'm looking at him, but you guys can't see him. So that's awesome. Some of you still don't know who's sitting across the table from us. So should we just do the honors right now and flip the camera to him? I don't Should know. Drag Should, this out more. Let's drag it out. I think right. there's people are starting to tune in. You know, maybe, maybe let him talk first without putting the camera on him to see if anybody can <laughs> decipher his voice. I know this is uh, yeah, there you go. Oh, yes. mystery voice. Hey, mystery man. <laughs> That's awesome. The technology these days. All right, Danny, give, give the good people what they want. They've been waiting all day. Show them who's here. We have Mr. There he is. Uh, <laughs> uh, the boss. There it is. He hit the wrong button. Uh, I, we need a Danny cam because Danny's face when he just made yeah. that blunder was pretty, pretty priceless. Yeah. Pretty priceless. But Isaac, welcome, man. It's truly an honor to have you here, obviously, and for crazy reasons like We'll get to yeah. all that, but thanks, man. Yeah, honor to be here, guys. Super stoked. So you came straight from Clarion. That was that was a pro move. I'll say, like, sometimes it's hard to get people in the studio. Bridgeville isn't super close for people. Totally get that. But you were like, Especially yeah. Especially when you're in New Kensington. Right, like, right. Yeah, lower Burl. Yeah, but I texted you, I think, like, maybe Monday. And you were like, Thursday, I'm in Clarion until 6, and then I'll come right after that. So thanks, man. That meant a lot. No, that worked out perfect for me. This is my night. Usually, I take off so so uh, we put you to work for, yeah. on his one night off of, the, of his life yeah no that's good that worked out perfect for me so honored to be here uh pumped to hype this up and you know excited, hype this excited, up excited for what you guys are uh doing for the not only the mma scene but the grappling scene here in pittsburgh it's been pretty amazing to watch so for sure man we appreciate that and this grappling card is something that we've been tossing around for a while for sure and the timing was just right for this one and the way the card came together man it's been nuts it's i mean you've seen the announcements so many of your guys and girls are on the card so you know but we're just super honored to be putting together a card like this and then to have you join it just that was that was icing on the cake for sure man that was awesome wait what, what, oh yeah what oh you guys haven't heard about this grappling event at the monroeville convention center on july 14th no, but he's joining. Do we? Why else would he be here, looking all lean, looking with a bottle of water? He, here's the thing: my jug of water. <laughs> yeah. he, he looks that way yeah. regardless. Yeah. Dude, have you ever not had a six pack in your life? Oh yeah, for yeah. Sure. Was there ever that like was an, when he got yeah. it to eight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was there ever an actual out of shape period of your life though? Um, yeah, for sure. No. Anytime you get injured, um, I've had ACL surgery, so oh, I've been, wow. been on the shelf before and not been able to do much. So I'm an Italian, uh, you know, mainly. So I have a very bad, my wife can attest to this, like I have a sweet tooth and I like food of all kinds. So I eat a lot and I snack all day. So nice. if I didn't work out like I did, I'm sure it'd be 
Not pretty. You'd be looking like me, bro. <laughs> He's like, no, not that like bad. <laughs> I would never let myself get like that. Like you, good, Ryan. Come on. That's awesome. Um, just so you know, you can pick this up and like pull it right to yeah, you. If you got okay. to. But I just like it. The closer it is to you, the better it's gonna sound. Sure. That's all for sure. What are the top five Isaac Greeley snacks? Like cheat snacks. Oh boy. Um. That's tough. Uh, I like Twizzler bites. Wow, what a weird, like that's an off the wall pick. That's, Nobody that's ever says that. Says that. I'm 45. Yeah. I've, I've had that since college. That's my that was my wrestling snack to go to. I still I still do it. Uh, I like anything licorice. I like those new the new licorice stuff. The help like the natural licorice is great. Um, and I don't know. I have I you had anything? Have you had the the ones that are filled inside with like the I yellow have, stuff? I have. That's next level. I have to be. I have to really treat myself to do that. Yeah, one. yeah. Those are special. Yeah. Do you <laughs> like sugar? Yeah. Do you like black and red licorice? I'm more of a red licorice guy, but Fair. you know, I will dip into the black licorice if it's the only choice. But I'm mainly red red licorice. Okay, that's good. That's yeah. a that's any, a wild any kind pick. of gummy things. I love like you know. Are you a Sour Patch Kid guy too, uh, or no? a little bit? My yeah, a little bit. I'm more like the fruit snacks type, you know, that kind of stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, those are my favorites for sure. I like asking because Danny Palm actually used to review snacks, and I've been trying to get him to like bring it back because it's really funny. He's super passionate about candy, and he loves sour candies. And it's just funny to get on a roll with him talking about his favorite candies because this dude's like he's an encyclopedia of wrestling and sour candies i'll have like, to compare notes with them on that honestly oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude on both like yeah. you guys if we got danny palm isaac and mike wilkins on a wrestling oh, podcast well, yeah. dude it would be like encyclopedia yeah. Yeah. stuff let's make it happen dude yeah we really should make that happen. mike's That'd one of my fun. favorite people so if you wherever mike goes i'll be there for sure nice well there we go it is written we'll do the wrestling podcast but for now grappling isaac we need to I like dragging it out, but we do need to tell the good people. You are competing at Sprawl in the Berg in a grappling super fight, July 14th. Who are you facing? Uh, I'm facing Gray Maynard, UFC legend. Um, super pumped to uh, even share the, you know, the the mat with him, but more 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 uh, uh, importantly, the cage, I guess. You know, yeah. that's his domain. So um, it's going to be fun. I mean, uh, he's a legend and. Uh, I, we, when you and I had talked about this a long time ago, you know, it's kind of a pipe dream, but you guys made it happen. And, uh, and I, I respect great, you know, tremendously. And I've always been a huge fan of his. So it's kind of like a little, you know, awestruck moment to be able to, to do that. So Gray Maynard, let's go. Crazy, man. We're super honored to put that together, guys. Obviously, like Isaac said, it was kind of funny because you have like, I would say eight Matt Factory competitors on this card off the top of my head. And you had probably six at the time. And I was like, how would you feel about this? And you were like, I was thinking about just coaching since I have so many guys. But if it's Gray Maynard, I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, couldn't say no to that. For yeah. Sure. It's how, like to me as a matchup, it's super interesting. And I know I, I reached out to you personally when we were actually looking for Dempsey at first. I was like, I need you to help me gauge if this is a fair grappling matchup. Gray technically is a blue belt, obviously has a great wrestling background, all the UFC experience. Like... How does that really work for no gi? Uh, I mean, at that level, I mean, it's, you know, it's, he's a black belt, you know, right, he's the highest right. level there is, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Um, this is wrestling pedigree alone. You know, he's a multi three time all American division one wrestler and he's got all that cage time and training. So, um, he's the kind of guy that, you know, I'd like to test my skills against and my mental fortitude. He's going to bring a pace 
And, uh, you know, I'm just excited to, you know, better myself and have fun. You know, I'm very grateful at this point in my life just to be able to do this kind of stuff. So it's just all cherry on top for me. That's awesome, man. He's, uh, he looks good. I'll say like he sent his pictures in for the poster and we weren't sure. Like we don't know how much he's been training or competing or whatever, but looks like gray Maynard still for sure. It's yeah, awesome. He's, he's in shape. He, um, he's recently did a, a seminar at one of my friends, gyms in Maryland, Chris Bauer. And Chris oh, yeah. spoke very highly of him and how impressed he was with him and that he said he's still a stud. And that was a few months ago. So I knew he was in shape. I knew that he he's going to bring the he's going to bring the hammer. So I'm going to have to get in shape and let it fly. That's two it. two legends in the look. So the the lone. I don't know. The, I think Gray's a little next level. <laughs> well, hey, so I mean, we're talking. This is Pittsburgh. You're a legend, bro. This this bout's happening in Pittsburgh. You guys have equal legendary status here where the event's taking place. So the the lone Hall of Famer from uh you know of, of ours, 247 Fighting Championships, lone Hall of Famer. We're we're uh we're we're just so stoked. So like this is a dream come true for us too, because you know, when we think when we think of Pittsburgh MMA and Pittsburgh combat sports and grappling and all those things, like you're the person. You're the you're the person that's been doing it, and 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 kind of takes so many people under their wing, whether they're on, you know, a mat considered a mat factory person or not. And so you've done so much, and to have you in our cage is just absolutely awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's been fun to watch the whole progression of MMA and uh, in Pittsburgh and grappling because you know when I started grappling, it really wasn't a thing, very little. Um, and now to see where it's at with so many great gyms, so many great instructors. Uh, so many great grapplers. Um, the level that Pittsburgh has is, you know, on a national level, it's it's very under underrated. So I think, uh, you know, we're about to have our coming out party. Um, we've been building, building, building. Uh, when I say we, I mean the city as a whole. And uh, we're starting to develop the, you know, the highest level grapplers in the world. So, um, you know, got guys like Chris Dempsey leading the way. Um, and there's so many more um, that are just doing amazing things. So I think just you know, continuing to keep that growing and uh, to see where it goes is going to be exciting. And I think this kind of event is going to even take it to the next level. You know, we're going to attract more athletes. We're going to people are going to catch people's eyes. Um, we're going to get older, old wrestlers back into the sport, football players. So, you know, it's, it's great because I, there's so many people from different walks of life that can enjoy the sport um, for different reasons. Um, and obviously, you know, my gym is a very competitive, competitive driven gym. Uh, but we still have every day, you know, you know, nine to five, you know, blue collar workers. We have mothers, we have single mothers, we have, you know, um, grandfathers that train, you know, in our gym just as hard as everybody. So it's amazing to see. It's been a blessing in my life. I don't know where I'd be without it. And uh, obviously the MMA, you know, complements it very well. And to be able to see those those young kids just going after their dreams is pretty special, especially Pittsburgh. We're a steel, you know, steel city. Or blue collar tough area there's not many of them left um and with the wrestling pedigree that we've produced um over the last you know 50 60 years it's kind of like this is what the next step's going to be for the guys that want to you know once they retire graduate so i hope that we can attract that more yeah, yeah. hunter just did a podcast with with chris and with them so i don't know if you if you were able to see it or not but one thing that surprised us is how little of a fan of like the grappling scene that he like he's so good at it and like but he doesn't really pay attention to like the national no. scene how much how much of a fan are you of like 
the grappling scene. So I'm a kind of a like a mega fan, like Danny and and uh, Candy. I'm 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 that way with with grappling, like Mike Wilkins with wrestling. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, you know I've been pretty entrenched in the sport for a while, and uh, the, once you start competing, you get to meet people. You know, we have friends from all over the country, and it's a, it's a big fraternity, um, a lot like wrestling. But yeah, Chris is. Uh, I have so many good stories about Chris, uh, just from people like he just doesn't have a clue. It makes he makes he's, he just he's hilarious. But uh, you know he uh, but he's focused. He's driven. He knows his game, and he does know more than he's leading on to. He knows who people are and who they are, what they're about. So yeah. Um, one thing about Chris is he never has been awestruck. I've never seen him once be like, oh wow, that guy. Ever we've been around, you know, Anderson Silva and. You know all these you know high level MMA fighters, and he's just Conor McGregor, and he's like, oh, who's that? Uh, uh. So, uh, <laughs> who's that? The one time I did see him get uh, get excited was he sat, he was sitting down, and he told me he's like Joe Rogan sitting right next to me, and I said, where? What are you look? What are you talking about? So I'm looking around. I said Dana White. That's oh Dana White. God. He goes, oh, oh, Dana. I said, that's your boss, Dempsey. You need to know the difference. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Like, oh, dude, that is best the best. That is Chris Dempsey, if yeah. I've ever heard it. Oh, that my like, God. That was a good one. I'm like, I was just shaking my head. I'm like, you're, you're something else. Who, Joe Rogan's right beside who, me. Who, who have you, like, who has been that guy for you, like, where you were like, oh, my goodness, there's that person? Uh, I mean, uh. I remember Connor, you know, I thought he was going to be something special. We saw his first main event uh, in uh, Ireland uh, against Diego Brandao, which we were friends with Diego. We were training with him all week. We thought Diego was going to win that fight for sure. Mm-hmm. I just saw the, the I saw the star power that he had. And I saw the games that he was playing and uh, maybe not then. But I when I came back, I remember telling like Kamala and the guys, I'm like, man, he really has the lock on on how to play the game. Like he has the mental game down. And I thought that that was pretty, pretty exciting to see. I was, a, I wouldn't say I was an awestruck. I do remember uh, at my first Pan American Championships, um, uh, I had won and I'd come off the mat and Marcelo Garcia was standing mm. on the side of the mat and like gave me a pat. And then I was just like, did that really just happen? Yeah. That was pretty yeah. cool. But I've been on the mat, you know, competing next to guys like Rafael Lovato Jr., who I, you know, I consider, you know, one of the best ever in America. So, um, I kind of get more awestruck. I mean, I've been around wrestling my whole life, so it's kind of different because I see that, you know, the high level guys um, often and we're kind of in the same fraternity. So um, I'd say Dan Gable would been one of them. I remember uh, riding an Aerodyne bike with Dan Gable at Iowa when I, we, we moved Jody Strip Matter out there years ago and uh, just being on a bike next to him. And he wanted to talk about fishing, which I thought was awesome. I'm a big fisherman. So. <laughs> That was pretty awestruck moment for me. But um, yeah, besides that, that's, you know, pretty much, you know, we see people, you know, tons of respect for a lot of people out there. That's for sure. Yeah, it's it's crazy that that you speak of with I'll jump back to Connor just for a second. You said a lot that I want to talk about, but Connor, like you said, his star power was so apparent from the beginning. It was cool that you could see that even from the sidelines, like you as a coach, how do you handle and this is more of a skill thing than the star power, but you have guys for, like you just said, all walks, people who want to be pros in the UFC all the way down to nine to fivers that are just there to get in shape and learn grappling. How do you handle like managing their careers along their way in that regard? Not showing favoritism, not knowing like this guy's got a little more natural talent than this guy, but I'm going to treat them the same or do you not treat them the same? 
Um, I'm not, it's a, that's a uh, loaded question for me because <laughs> for a lot of reasons. This is a state that I'm like uh, where I'm at in my coaching, you know, uh, progression. Um, I obviously want to be around the very best and the people that are the most driven. That's like in my heart. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I've been around, I've, I've paid my dues. I've been around everything from youth wrestling all the way up through college wrestling to, you know, low level MMA to the highest level. So I, I really look for someone that really wants to pour it, pour it out and go after it. I mean, those are the ones that I really like to see and put the energy into. Um, but the other part of it is I love to see people reach their potential and go past it. Like that's that was um, indoctrinated into me from my college wrestling coach, Pat Bacora, because um, he was the best at driving the potential out of people and he could push buttons different way. And he was just the master at it. Like he knew how, what, what one guy needed compared to another guy. Um, Chris Dempsey can can kind of explain that I'm sure too, um, but just seeing him do that really gave me uh, a lot of understanding of that. And then to see Chris Como, who I've coached with for years at the Math Factory and at Burrow, and Josh Shields now, who's the head coach at Burrow, um, watch them do the same you know same thing at a high level, and to see where they can get kids to be, it's kind of addicting. And once you can see, like you take a kid and you see how good they, you know how good they can be, and then you see it and they exceed that that's special. And that really like feeds me, makes me want to keep doing it forever. Is it the same across sports when guys do that? Because for us, uh, I mean, this is probably just our bias as in primarily MMA promotion. I feel like fighting specifically MMA, when you see somebody do it in MMA, it's so special because the stakes are so high. It's not just losing a wrestling match. It's potentially getting knocked out. Could be a career ending knockout. You never know in that sport. So is it, particularly rewarding when one of your fighters does it versus just wrestling or does it feel the same for you no matter what i mean honestly mma is the pinnacle because it's just so many variables like you said like four mm -hmm. ounce gloves are no joke and there's just it's so dynamic so you know you know people are are there the talents there they can do it it's just getting out there and doing it you know it's it's the hard part wrestling is a little you know it's a little more forgiving and uh the better guy usually always wins so um MMA, it's it's tricky because there's just you know there's jujitsu, there's wrestling, there's kickboxing, there's transitional stuff. So you know, I'd say that MMA is probably the hardest one to gauge as far as that goes. But that being said, the kids with the most heart, usually in MMA, if you know they have the heart for it, and they can grind through stuff, and you know that they can weather the storm, those are the kids that are going to make it far in you know MMA. The men and women. You 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 have to um, as a coach and. As a mentor to a lot of people, you you're, you end up dealing with a lot of different personalities and a lot of um, ultimately like there's the good side of it. But then there's the very difficult side of it. I, I know that you see kids that sabotage themselves and self-sabotage and, and, you know, that kind of thing. How how hard is that? How difficult is that going through that that difficult side of being a coach and mentor to people and watching them fail at times too personally as well as you know well that's i mean the most important thing is they have to fail because you have to see what they're really made of so it's not the worst thing right so uh obviously i like to see not failure but how they react to failure once you can understand the mental side of with, with how they handle failure you can kind of understand where they're gonna how they're gonna progress and how fast they're gonna progress um, failures is part of the sport. You know, it is, I mean, even it might not be in the, in the cage, but it might be in the practice room. You know, I mean, if you're not dealing with failure on a daily basis, your progression is going to be a lot tougher to get through. So, um, I think helping as a coach 
is just getting to understand the big picture. You know, I think a lot of people, especially in MMA, they make it a finite type thing. Like I'm going to get to this fight and after the fight's over, I'm not thinking past it. You have to think big picture picture with, with fighting MMA fighting. we got guys like that are progressing through right now that I'm trying to get them to understand the big picture. And uh, I think helping them do that, um, it really helps them understand like this is a long-term thing if i'm really committed to this i'm gonna have my ups and downs i gotta ride the middle i can't ride the highs and lows and as soon as the fight's over if i'm healthy i can't i have to get right back in the gym right i can't take a break i can't you know celebrate too much i mean obviously you gotta you know slow things down but if you want to progress in the sport especially as fast as it's it's uh, it's it's moving you have to stay up to date you have to stay training you have to be keep learning there's so much to learn in, in MMA too. It's unbelievable. Like wrestling, you can kind of get good at what you're good at and ride it out. But MMA, it's just always evolving. And there's just so many more weapons that are getting thrown into the picture. There's so many more, so much more defenses. You have to understand concepts. And uh, the best MMA coaches and guys can are ahead of that all the time. Yeah, I feel like the last, even the last like three years, I feel like the MMA, the the top, the top level MMA game has really shifted and, and advanced like pretty um, like rapidly. It has for the sure. last couple of years. Yeah. I think there's a real case to be made that kind of the number 10 ranked guy in a UFC, any given UFC division could have been the champ five years ago, 10 years 100%. ago for sure. Yeah. But now like those, you know, lower ranked guys are totally at a different level. And then that just shows you where the champs must be then. I mean, the biggest thing that I've seen is amateur MMA. So mm-hmm. when we started amateur MMA, uh, when I started coaching it, it was basically we could get away with this wrestle, you know, hold people down, look for, look for uh, you know, one submission. And that's kind of how we gauge things, you know, you know, def- work on our defense for our boxing um, and have a few strikes that we know that we can get to. And then now the amateur MMA almost looks like pro MMA, like you said, three or four years ago. Amateur MMA, MMA right now is dynamic. You go to an amateur, you watch MMA, amateurs at the fights, two, four, seven fights, couple months last month. I mean, you're like almost watching pro level fights mm-hmm. right out of the gate. These kids already have boxing coaches, kickboxing coaches, grappling coaches, wrestling coaches, MMA coaches, strength and conditioning. And that's, I think, when they start, you know, really doing all that, it really brings everything together. So um, I've noticed a big change in it. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm doing my best to keep up with it. Chris Dempsey's doing his best to keep up with it. Matt Schaefer's doing his best at the Math Factory to keep up with everything. But it's a nonstop. It's not like it used to be where we could just ride it out for, for you know, just get a tough kid and teach him how to grade it out. It's not <laughs> yeah. like that. Have you um, ever had, or I'm sure you have, have you had guys that, like, were training at the highest levels that were, like, not, like, not necessarily looking to compete and you're like you need to get in there and compete and like has there been a guy that you're like i can't believe he never competed so i have many many of those in my gym very there's so many there's so many of them and uh and i get it you know it's not for everyone because when you compete it's a different it's a whole different thing because you're dealing with emotions I mean, I'm going to go through it all. I've been, I go through it. It never changes. I mean, I remember the same butterflies I had when I was nine years old, driving to my first wrestling tournament. I'll get driving to Monroeville Convention <laughs> Center after work on July 14th to get in a cage. I'm going to have the same butterflies. And I know what those guys go through. That's why I take a lot of pride in the fact that Chris and I like to get out there and like at least know, you know, we understand what you guys are going through. It's, it's hard. Um, and if you've never been through it, it's 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 uh, very hard to explain because 
every sense is multiplied every little problem is compounded you know you know it's just your emotions are just at a different level um and then he, these guys have to worry about making weight on top of it and managing girlfriends and family and this and that kids some of them so it's very it's very tough so i know what they go through um i give them a lot of credit so when they go through this stuff it's nice to see that and the other end of it some people just have a nine to five and they have families at home they just want to come into the gym and work out and i get that so they don't have they don't have to go through that right but in the gym we have some gym killers we have guys that no one has ever heard of. We have girls that no one has ever heard of. So is there a of. name that you're like, I wish this person would have competed? Uh, in jiu-jitsu, MMA, or? MMA. MMA. Um, MMA is tough because uh, most of the guys at least wet their toes a little bit. Um, there's definitely guys that I would like to see, would like to have seen their careers play out. Mm. You know, didn't really give them, they had it. Um, I know Ryan Areola is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like to see his. I would really would have loved to see his MMA career play like what out. He could have done, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jason Cardillo. Oh you know, man, same. The, That's you know, the one he, for he's me. He's trying to yeah. bring him back. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know, I watched Jason fight back in the day. Um, I think he was on the same path as like Milstead Dempsey. I thought, um, but um, you know, in our in our gym, oh, more more we're more of a grappling heavy gym. Most of our MMA guys all fight. We do have just people that come and train. So uh mma but uh i mean i have some grapplers that would do very well very well you know mm-hmm. people that they come in, i get guys that come into our gym like my friends will come in that are you know high level grapplers and they'll be like who is this guy I never even heard of him and i'm like oh yeah he's a killer. who's that guy who's that guy <laughs> and i'm like who's that girl and i'm like they're killers i don't know well, um, I, that's I just so think cool. of like jermaine and like jermaine if he, he would have never like Wow, we would have never got to see that. So Jermaine was one of them, you know. I I knew Jermaine. He'd come, you know, he's in the gym working. I'm like, let's do a fight. And Jermaine's like, you think so? He says, you know, he's like, I'm like, yeah, why not? I'm like, you're so athletic and yeah. you're great at this. Like, this is built for you. He's Dude, like, that that that, yeah. that story of his fight is like, one oh, of it's my epic. Favorites. It's epic. <laughs> one of my favorites. Yeah. If you've never heard that story, like, you'll have to. We'll, yeah. we'll have to revisit that uh, for sure. It's hilarious. The, the, the best part about that fight was for me, Jermaine got the guy there. This right? is what I yeah. got the guy there, and he's being so nice. This guy, like, thank you so much, so much gratitude. My family's all here. My kids, my my mother, my mother, my mother in law's <laughs> out there. My, my wife, and the guy's like, ah, no problem, man. I'll do. You know, I'm just here to have fun. And right before the fight, we're in the back warming up, and. Jermaine's jumping around, starts self-talking, and the guy's right behind him. He's like, I'm gonna kill this guy. I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I thought it was like right before a football game, right? <laughs> yeah. He's got himself hyped up. He's just going off. I turn around, look at him, and I look at the guy behind him. This guy's eyes like, What is this the same guy? What what's going on? <laughs> Jermaine goes out and murks the guy and gets up and hugs him. God, thanks. And they're in the back, and the guy's just still scared, like looking around, and Jermaine's just like that's, I'm like Jermaine, well, you 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 kind of blank there. Do you know what you're saying? He's like, no, what I say, and I'm like, oh, you just told the guy to rip his arms off and well, kill him. When the when the when the cage doors closed, That's Jermaine so awesome. starts staring him down, being like, they lied to you. Yeah. They set you That's up. So I'm good. gonna kill you. Oh, he was saying That's in the back, so he was saying the whole thing, and I was like, I was looking at the guy. <laughs> Is he being serious? I'm like, no, no. He's he's just talking. The interesting layer to this, though, is that you're saying that Jermaine was just kind of blacked out in the zone. This wasn't like premeditated I don't think so. I I don't believe so. I think it was just he just got himself in the zone. (laughs) That's so awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking it was premeditated. I, Uh, I, I, I... 
Jermaine talks so much oh, smack. He's the. I mean, he's got to be top ten all time. Yeah, <laughs> across Pittsburgh, any sport in Pittsburgh for sure. I mean, just to hear. I mean, he's he's down in Florida now, but when he's home and when he trains, it's like when he him and Dempsey and those guys are going at it and they're just trash oh, talking each other. It's unbelievable. Dempsey talking about Jermaine on the podcast is one of my favorite clips in the podcast yeah. history. So I want to throw it to you, a third party. The question was, how many times would Dempsey submit Jermaine in a 10-minute match? He, Dempsey gets $1,000 every time he makes Jermaine tap out. He said he's going well, to retire. Well, that, well, one thing about Jermaine, he has a really good Darce choke. Like, it's very tight. I can so see he can't get anybody in that. Yeah. Like, it's tight. He, he's got real long arms, super strong, knows how to use it. So I'm going to say he probably catches Dempsey if because Dempsey's going to walk in real chill, you know, and then Jermaine's going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's going to jump on him. <laughs> and he's going to probably throw on the darts and then Dempsey's going to get real mad. And I'm going to say probably like 30. <laughs> That's the best. That's awesome. All right, Dempsey, you got $30,000 to win against Jermaine. That's beautiful. How long is it? <laughs> Ten minutes. Jermaine, Ten minutes. in Jermaine's defense, he'll talk trash the whole time, though. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I love that. I think like after Le Leon versus Bert Barch, like those two just need to yeah have it out in the cage. You know what's funny Not is that in the cage. No, we, <laughs> we, <laughs> we haven't even announced that one yet. The second you kind of gave it away there. Well, no, Jermaine will be there. We'll PJ just say Bar that. PJ Barch is. Uh, we already announced <laughs> Leon and Barch. Yeah, Speaking yeah. Of that match is going to be yeah. as a grappling fan. Yeah. I and mean, that's an ADCC level. That could be the, you know, like a finals of ADCC yeah. right here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts on that one for sure. I was going to loop around to that because you know PJ pretty well. I don't know exactly how, though. So I wanted to pick your brain of where that connection started. Uh, so PJ, um, he was born in Natrona Heights, you know, and then he moved to um, Maryland wrestled and wrestled at bloomsburg so um he's a 10th planet guy and uh we've got to be pretty good friends with renee and the 10th planet bethlehem crew and uh gabe tuttle out in uh um arizona so we've been um or allison texas i'm sorry we've been pretty close with those guys and pj's in that in that same group so um pj was coming home then um just to see family so i'm like dude if you're coming home you gotta do a seminar here so he came back and worked out trained with us and did a seminar and got to be pretty good friends with him and been to tournaments adcc trials and stuff and hanging out with the, with him and the crew so pj's super cool um great grappler great wrestler on top of it but dante's dante so that fight's gonna that match is gonna be it's gonna be good it's so sick and they're both kind of in the primes of their career i would say too if not maybe not even there yet still on the rise for both of them so it's really cool to have it at this level and i think they've split their matchups in the past so it's awesome man. and, and i'm telling you I've, I've competed in the cage i did a match not too long ago it's a different animal it's different it's not on a mat there's no out of bounds the time rolls straight through 10 minute match is going to feel like 30. Mm -hmm. it's going to be it's different you don't get the mental breaks that you would get normally um but those guys are pros they they've hand they know how to handle this stuff but cage wrestling is another thing that it's like gray maynard's gonna bring it to me like i know like i know what cage wrestling is it's a different type of wrestling you know mm -hmm. and having a, a any kind of experience edge there is going to be big so i don't know who's working their cage wrestling if they are at all yeah but that match is going to probably end up on the cage at some point so it's going to be very interesting and dynamic something we wouldn't see maybe you know at adcc or ibjjf 
matchup. Right. One thing I was really excited about when I was, I called Dante Leon to just kind of start gauging his interest on it and told him it was going to be in a cage. And I was worried about that. I thought a lot of traditional grapplers would be like, oh, cage, dude, nah, like I'm not going to do it in a cage. He was excited by it. He was like, oh, that's so cool. Like I'm going to get to grapple in a cage. It was like a selling point for him, whereas I thought it was going to be a hang up. So that I makes mean, me yeah, really interested. A lot of guys like that get people that run from them, right? And uh, that's a big part of, you know, if you're going to game plan against one of those guys, you're not going to want to probably stand in the middle. You want to play the edges, right, just in case you get in trouble. So they're not going to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So that that adds a lot of different dynamic into a grappling match. So I think it's going to be super cool. I'm hyped, man. Is PJ having a seminar after Sprawl on the Bird for you? Yeah, we plan on having one uh, either at our gym or at High Ground because it's right there. Mm -hmm. It's a High Ground gym right there. And, uh, Tommy and I talked about doing that we did it but that one there before with him so i think that's what our plan is going to be that's like doubly we were talking at the very beginning about how this is kind of growing the grappling community and the combat sports community in pittsburgh having a guy like pj do a seminar and dante's doing a seminar on yeah. sunday at stout so to not only have these guys coming in to compete but then sticking around to share their wealth of knowledge and like you said they're they're two of the top five guys in the world in their weight classes so to have those guys come compete and then pass it on to everybody here, man. It's freaking huge. It's I mean, awesome. Get, getting guys like that anytime you get them in here is awesome. Stout does a great job always bringing in top-level guys. So, you know, we try to do the same. And, and then really, that's how you're going to really progress. If you get those guys in here showing you their best stuff. I mean, that's how I think we've really progressed the most in the last couple of years is we're bringing in, uh, you know, top-level guys in different areas where we we need weaknesses we have weaknesses we need to tighten up or offense we want to uh, get better at we're always looking to try to bring people in um we have some, we have a great seminar lineup this 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 uh summer already so bringing pj in is going to be amazing so that's huge one thing i thought was super interesting with matching sprawl and the berg was just in general how much easier it was than mma to get people to agree so yeah. much it's so easy different. I, yeah i'm doing one uh we did one last year did my first one we're doing one august 6th in new kensington i just saw that my friend yeah. runs a festival so we uh i did it last year it was so, so cool fun I, I mean and uh jim was just at at the gym uh when tuesday and uh he's just showing me like his he's just scrolling through his like matchup things it's crazy so we think about this guy and that guy. I'm like, oh, I mean, he got it all down, right? <laughs> I mean, the thing about jujitsu is, uh, it's a little bit like wrestling. In a fact, like you're not going to get people backing out as easy as MMA, right? Mm. MMA is frustrating because you get something, you know, some they're training hard first of all, yeah. doing a lot of crazy stuff, so they can get hurt all the way up to fight week. Um, let or alone all the other week. or during fight week. Oh, yeah, that's what drives you know. me crazy. <laughs> jujitsu is so a lot less likely, although that's always a possibility. Yeah, of course, for some reason, but. Um, and people are, I mean, it's just a grappling match. What I always say is like, listen, you're not getting punched in the face. Now you tell myself this, <laughs> I'm not getting punched. I'm not kick, getting kicked in the shins. I'm not getting punched in the face. So it's not that bad. Yeah. Hopefully gray doesn't like his instincts just kick in. He's in a yeah, cage. In a the cage. lights go down. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> if he does, I'll take a policy out. Of that. <laughs> there we go. There we go. That's awesome, man. But yeah, even, even to the level of, I know. You and Stout are super closely connected. You guys cross-train a lot. But even to the point that we have a matchup like Jake Lowry and Tanner Hall, whereas in MMA, you know, that would never happen. We never do that. Yeah. So it's cool for us yeah. to be able to do stuff like that in, sure. in the case. I mean, for we would yeah. do it. Grappling, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, because these guys compete a lot of time every weekend, you know, local, especially the local tournaments. Um, and, uh, you know, we love Tanner. Tanner trains with us, and mm -hmm. he's like one of our 
one of our brothers. So, um, you know, and you competed and, with and, him and, in Cincinnati. Also, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Did, he came right with, came along with us. I coached him. He coached me. Jake was with us. It was us three. Yeah, That's we had so a Brian Morska came, so we had a blast. But um, we do that stuff all the time. That's kind of the stuff we love to do. And grappling, like I said, you can grapple and. And it's great because Jake, we need to get Jake's feet back wet. And this is a perfect, and I know how, how high level um, Tanner is. So Tanner's going to bring, you know, make Jake really prepare properly and, you know, not leave any stones unturned. And Tanner's going to do the same thing. So, and they're both, I mean, there's a, it's a, it's a not, it's, it's a win-win. Tanner's already a world, you know, medalist in jujitsu and Jake's one of the best MMA fighters in the country. So mm -hmm. You know, and and Jake's a great grappler on top of it, so it's gonna be that's gonna be a sick match. Oh, dude, I'm so pumped. We could, if we went through the card, I'd get like there. There's so many good matchups, like you were saying about Jim's little black book. Like shout out Jim Mooney, our matchmaker. He's been very busy with this card. Needless to say, and Danny Palms helped out a ton with this one as well, because like I said, he's the encyclopedia. He nice. lives for wrestling and grappling, man. Yeah, so. I'll tell you guys. Give. I mean, usually it's tough if you don't know the sport because jujitsu. You know, there's definitely because you can say a blue belt, but mm -hmm. you might have a blue belt that can beat a purple belt or brown belt even. So you get a blue belt versus blue belt matchup. It can be a little off center, but most, I mean, pretty much all the matchups we got are very even. And I, I like them all. So sweet, I yeah. Think it's all going to be competitive for sure. It's a challenge, especially with no gi, like we were talking about earlier. Like technically, <laughs> perfect example. Gray Maynard's a blue belt, like we said, but we're not going to put him against your average blue belt. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. it's not going to be a competitive matchup. I, I remember Gray. Uh, I was in I was in Brazil training in I don't think it was like 2006 or so, and uh, there was already a legend there of Gray going to uh, you know down there beating up the guys down there. I was like, oh, I, I Gray Maynard's a, you know bad dude. So yeah, just to hear that all the way back then, so you know that's I, crazy. Yeah. Man. So I I don't know, and I don't I'll tell the story if I ruin it. Gray, you can you can't punch me when you see me, but you can I don't know. <laughs> Leg kick, leg you, kick me you, lightly. You can <laughs> be worse, be worse. lightly. You can <laughs> totally punch him the in the cage. But I actually asked him about that because when I so just to back it up even a second more, Mando Gutierrez, who's on the Ultimate Fighter right now, is actually the one who said my coach Gray Maynard might be interested in competing. So that's how that like line first opened up. So I called Gray. I actually I talked to him a lot when I was a MMA reporter. So I had his number funny enough and he answered. So that was awesome. But uh, thanks, Gray. But I that was the first thing I asked him. I'm like, dude, technically I see your Wikipedia says you're a blue belt, but let's be honest now. Nah, like you want to compete at black belt, I assume. And he told that story about being in Brazil. I guess he was helping. If I ruin this, I'm very sorry, everybody. We'll have we'll have a podcast with Gray to tell the story officially. But he said he was down there helping, I think, Jose Aldo get ready for a fight and was a white belt, had to buy a gi, didn't even have a gi, so just went and got a gi, white belt, and was, like, destroying everybody. And they're like, dude, we can't have a white belt in here just trashing everybody. Like, we're going to just promote you to a blue belt so it looks a that's little great. more respectable. Yeah, not that's what many, he told not me. Not too many humans got their blue belt that way. But yeah, that was... <laughs> yeah. That was kind of the story I got. And I was there right around, right after he was there. So it was still circulating around. <laughs> the legend around of Gray Mayo. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, dude, you look at his MMA record and a lot of people are going to see the, it happens to everybody who stays in the sport for a long time. The, the decline in MMA is so brutal. But if you go back and really look at his run when he was in his prime, dude, oh, yeah. unbelievable career. Yeah. I mean, I was, I'm, 
a pretty good relationship with Frankie. So mm -hmm. I helped uh, Frankie when he was in college wrestling. And we're talking about Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar like went to Clarion, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. So I helped him wrestle like his last year or two and uh, helped get ready for uh, wrestling. I remember him talking to me about starting MMA. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, man, you'd be great because he was tough. I mean, mm -hmm. he was a tough, tough kid. And uh, when he fought Gray, those were the most some of the most epic fights I've ever seen. I remember like losing mm -hmm. my mind because I was a Frankie fan, obviously. Yeah. But Gray had him on the ropes. Oh, like, dude. I mean, in most most referees would have probably stopped it, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Um, in that, I mean, it was insane that they never did. But I mean, Gray was right there, UFC championship. I know. You know, level fighter, and uh, you know, Gray has a reputation in the MMA in the combat world of being tough, tough, tough. So he beat some of the best. He beat Diaz. He beat, uh, you know, Kenny Florian. Yeah. He's beaten a lot of tough dudes. So Yeah, and if you look at it even more, he was he's only ever been submitted once, and that was by Nate Diaz on the show, the Ultimate Fighter. So guillotine. it was during the show. Yeah. yeah, guillotine. So everybody he fought and never been submitted. So just goes to show, like, dude, not no, a blue tough. belt. Yeah, <laughs> not a blue belt. Tough. That's, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. What, like, for you going into this, do you game plan for a grappling match the way a fighter would game plan for a fighter? Is it more of a flow, just kind of feel things out and let, let your instincts take over? I mean, I know, like, his bread and butter is what my bread and butter is. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm just going to, you know, just go test the waters. You know, I have nothing to lose. And just go have fun. You know, just go push the pace and see what I'm made of, you know, see if I still have it. So That's awesome. Yeah. You know? You most recently competed in a super fight in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Um, so do you feel like going to, like, you said you get butterflies, you get nervous, you get the nerves. Do you feel like that'll be the same intensity being at home in front of the, you know, friends and family? Or will it be a different, like, uh, will it be worse? I, will it be easier? It's, for me, it's always different. It's it's weird. Like, it just depends. Um, as long as my preparation's good, I usually will, I'll be fine. But you know, until you walk, until you get in there. Like I remember getting in the cage in Cincinnati at Limitless. Uh, Robbie Mayloff runs a, a great show out there, and uh, I remember like when you like I I've never fought MMA. You know, I've cornered you know hundreds and hundreds of fights, but and I know it's you know when you step in there and that cage locks behind you, it's like I can't you ain't getting out. This is over. <laughs> so it's kind of like a different type of feeling than walking on a ibjjf matt you know what i mean right yeah. so uh the claustrophobia takes over like, yeah hey, it's cool though i liked it you know i got like once the match started i mean i was great i was i was like this is awesome so um he's got a lot more experience in there than i do but um i think that little bit's gonna help me just kind of you know stay comfortable and uh you know it's a big night for us so you know my emotions i'm gonna try to keep them in check but i got you know shane valco and ron snee and selena and mm -hmm. you know all these all these guys jake and and then Dempsey on top of it, so nuts. Know, Dempsey just qualified for the grappling world championship. Yeah, so that's sick. saw that that. Was, that was huge. And uh, you know, we're trying to get make sure he, you know he gets ready for that. So yeah, he's got a huge match with Brad. Brad's on a tear, um, but I think Dempsey's on a tear. So you know, I think that's gonna be that's that's as high level as it gets too in my mm -hmm. opinion yeah that's another one man like you said when we look at this card it's just banger after banger like just the level of that one like you said two guys who i feel like you just said they're both on a tear they're both kind of hitting their strides dempsey's very well oiled right now brad's really well oiled right now it's not just like two names for the sake of being two names it's two guys who are primed and ready to go it's really exciting so, I, I think they're the two hottest grapplers on the east coast i mean if you look at what they're doing i mean between the two of them it's ridiculous so 
uh, you know, I think that that match has the potential to be pretty crazy, especially in a cage. Mm-hmm. Is 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 your guys is about six minutes? There? Yeah, it's six. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're in for six. Dempsey and Schneider are ten, and PJ and Dante are ten for anybody watching. But everybody else is six. So that's fun, man. One one thing I definitely wanted to pick your brain about is. It's always interesting on the MMA cards. We kind of joke how often you're cornering guys, like how many guys you've cornered throughout your life. It's going to be cool to see you actually competing. But how do you? How are you going to manage that on fight night? Like, are you going to be so dialed into your match that you can't really uh, well, help? I mean, the most important thing is for me to get Justin Patton a win on Saturday. Okay, so, all right. You know, my my energy is going to be mainly, you know, focused on that. Um, but we have other coaches that are going to be there to help. You know, Matt Matt Shaper is going to be there. Um, Brian, Brian, all my arc, Gina, all of our coaches will be there to you know, pick up the slack for me. I've done this before. I've competed on fight to win many times with our, with our, uh, mm-hmm. with other, you know, with our competitors. It is tricky because you, with the problem with coaching is coaching a lot of times is harder than competing because you emotionally get invested mm. and you got to ride the emotions with what they do before the match, during the match, after the match. So if you can get, if you get yourself kind of in trouble real easily, it doesn't, it take, all it takes is one or two matches to really, kind of like drain you so right i'm gonna do my best to kind of stay chill and let them guys do their jobs i trust them you know they all are great coaches um and uh my main focus that weekend um will be to get justin to win on saturday night and uh you know hopefully get to enjoy my match after after match is over enjoy dempsey yeah you know and brad going at it for sure it's and dante and pj of course it's super interesting i heard ethan goss talking about it as well because he's fought with teammates on his card all the time monte barnes was just on the card so he said the same thing he's like i tell them in advance like sorry guys i still love you but i'm gonna be a yeah. dick and i'm gonna be away yeah. i'm gonna like on fight night i'm not gonna be there for you because if i'm competing obviously and that that's i was wondering for you like when sneeze competing for instance are you going to yeah. be like are I you mean, going to be able to not watch no i got to watch <laughs> yeah watch it's just uh you know i love those guys they're like you know we're like family so right. anytime they get in there it's it's hard not to watch but um yeah i mean i i mean coaching is definitely different but i'm at a different stage in my you know i'm you know i'm at a point now where i just really have a lot of gratitude and you know i'm not really trying to you know, go out there and show off anything or, you know, it's not about that. I'm just out there to show our guys that, Hey, I'm going to do this with you. You know, I'm, I'm with you one, you know, step by step. And uh, if I'm going to tell you, you need to do it, then I'm going to be, I'll do, I'll do it right there with you. I, I guarantee that. So I just want them to understand that more than anything that, you know, I'll, I'll get uncomfortable. I'll get in the deep end of the pool. If we got to get in the deep end of the pool, but if we want to be the best in the world, we have to be able to do this consistently. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, that's, pretty much the reason you know one of the reasons obviously i love any kind of challenge i've always been like that um and this is a big one this is a big challenge yeah and uh i'm looking forward to just seeing you know where we where we're at well you're definitely a lead by example guy and i think not only competitively man one thing i wanted to for sure talk with you about is how you lead your fighters just as human beings this is a huge thing that every matt factory competitor talks about you and your mentorship and what you mean for them off the mats like the balance has to be really delicate i would assume because you don't want to you're not their parents and you don't want to step on what their parents are teaching them but at the same time you're clearly having a huge impact on these competitors lives so what is that like for you like how do you balance that 
without overstepping or feeling like you're being their parent, but still have such a strong influence on all of them? Uh, well, honestly, it just it's just a testament to my coaches that I've had my life um, from high school all the way up to college and just trying to like learn from what they've done, how they've handled things. But it is nice to have guys like Chris Dempsey in the room, too. Mm-hmm. Like one thing we don't like are just not good people. You know, if you're not a good person then like probably not the place for you. So, um, you know, most of the it's it, the, the more the thing that I think that we're more proud of um, as coaches is to see people that had struggles and everyone's going to have struggles and go through things and do, you know, not do, do not so great things in their life, but it's all about coming out the other side of it. So we see those, those young men and women like go through the struggle and then see their fortitude they have coming out the other side of it and see them striving to be a better person, help other people out. Um, and jujitsu is a great, you know, grappling is a great avenue for that because it is an individual sport and it's like wrestling, but you've got to help each other to get better and grow. And now we're on an adult level, not just high school and junior high school and junior Olympic level. We're on an adult level where you see people willing to step up, help help each other out. Hey, you need a ride somewhere. You need this, um, you know, and, uh, you know, everyone has, you know, blips in the radar. And it's not about that. It's about jumping right back on top of where, you know, where you were. So um, it's been a very important part of our coaching philosophy for sure. And you know, just hear those guys explain it makes us proud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, I think that that to be a good coach, if you're not doing that, you're not like, you know, explaining, you know, the right and wrong and how to be a better man or woman, then you're missing out on the, the big picture. Yeah. It's really rooted in faith with you guys too. We can see it all over social media, just of course, talking with you guys and everything. Is that a conscious decision or is that just a big part of who you are as a man and what you guys are as a team and what you represent, it just kind of gravitates that direction. Uh, yeah, we have great leaders, you know, we have, uh, you know, some amazing human beings that, that grace our presence every day. You know, we got Dylan Weston who leads our Bible study every Wednesday, um, does an amazing job at that. Um, we got guys like John Mulgrave, um, you know, just a, just a great human being that's been through a lot and came out the other side and just, such an inspiration inspiration being a five-time world champion now and um at 64 years old so you see people like that and you know you got to make your circle tight right you want those type of people in your circle so um you know that's kind of what i've done in my life you know i just want those type of people in my circle and it's kind of just kind of how it's expressed itself maybe at the gym but you know i want guys like chris dempsey in my foxhole you know, above all, I take him over a hundred people. So, mm. um, and Matt Schaefer, same way, you know, those guys and Gina and it's the people that, you know, that, that, uh, you know, really put into their, to our gym or just really put into being better people too. Like Ron Steen runs our kids program and he's doing a great job of doing the same thing with the kids. So, um, and all the wrestling that goes on there as well, you know, that's kind of, kind of how wrestling I've never been around wrestling that didn't incorporate that. I'm sure you, you can attest to that, Ryan. Like, mm-hmm. Even at the the youth levels, um, most of the coaches are still preaching that, like, "Hey, you got to have faith. You got to have gratitude. You got to have this and that. You got to be a good kid. You got, you know, you got to thank your mom and dad um, for everything that you have, uh, or you wouldn't be here just for be here." So you see coaches do that in wrestling all the time. So maybe it's just kind of like the way that we're kind of you know brought up, but um, it's definitely powerful to see it an adult go through that you know that transition and you know buy into it too Mm -hmm. yeah man it's super like i said super apparent with all of your guys just the way they carry themselves we know 
if we book a Matt Factory matchup, that's they're going to be reliable. They're going to be dependable and do everything the right way. So obviously it's working. We don't need to we don't need to shower Isaac Greeley with good things. I, I think we we do that plenty for sure. But I do just want to say thanks, man, for what you're doing, not just for our promotion, but for the community of Pittsburgh. Well, it's huge. It's definitely not just me. So Yeah, exactly. See? <laughs> he even had to deflect that. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. Dude, I wanna I wanna lighten it back up for a second because you were talking about having Chris Dempsey in your foxhole, which made me think. Oh yeah. That I which the made same me think thing. The same thing. The grizzly bear. This have you he have you seen know. these clips on Instagram or anything that everybody like Wilkins and Dempsey are huge about this? What about people getting attacked by Grizzlies? So okay. wrestlers? Yeah, well we'll take it back a second. The, Wilkins is I think the initial question oh, I I heard his podcast. Yeah, it was like how many people would it take to kill yeah. an angry grizzly Julian, bear? Yeah, yeah. Dempsey. And then he started building a team. Yeah. How do you feel about Because you're also an outdoorsman, so I'm yeah. sure you understand the power of a grizzly bear. Yeah, I've been around lots of grizzly bears. Yeah, yeah. So how, many, how many are you going to need, and who is your squad to take this thing down? Uh, well, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's tough. Um, <laughs> the first time I was in Alaska, we did a, uh, a hike with my dad and a couple of my wrestling buddies, and uh, we, we got through it, and... Uh, we were at grizzly bears all around us for a few days, and um, luckily not, nothing ever happened. But we got out the other side, and the the, the game commission's like, "Did you guys have a gun? Did you have any?" We had we said we had spray, mm-hmm. and they said, and the guy was like, "All right, all right." He's like, "I said, what gun would we have had?" And uh, he's like, "Well, the best gun for a grizzly bear is a twenty-two. What? And I'm like a twenty-two. He's like, if you want to survive a grizzly bear attack, that 22 is your best chance. What? Yeah. Why is that? He said, all you have to do is shoot your buddy in the leg and you're going to survive. <laughs> so I'd probably take Ron Snee for sure because he's going to jump on that leg and just ride it. So I'll probably survive. So if I get Ronnie, he'd be number one. She's awesome. I think needs one guy. Okay. <laughs> he might not survive, but I'm going to get there. <laughs> I fell right for that joke, dude. I was like, wait, really? A 20? I thought, I, I I thought there was going to be some too. crazy... I was like, what is it like the tiny round penetrates its skull better? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking that's I, awesome. I had the same thoughts run through my head when I heard that. I'm yeah. like, oh, man. Oh, that's beautiful. My dad actually lived in Alaska for a while and wow. loved it. Had a few experiences with grizzly bears as well. So he's he's always said, like, just how amazing they are. So that particular yeah. hypothetical for me is cool because grizzly bears, when I was growing up, were like, you know, just cool in the house. They're yeah. crazy beasts. Wait, was yeah. that pre-hunter? It was, yes. So you could have been Alaskan. That would have been pretty wild. Yeah, I mean, not to give away my, my parents' history too much, but apparently I was conceived in Canada whenever they were coming back from oh, Alaska wow. to PA. So I'm a little Canadian. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> Probably get citizenship if you needed it. <laughs> that might hold up yeah. in Canada for sure. It's like, well, I was conceived there. Good enough for me. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> I was just at Niagara Falls, too, with my wife, and we were on the New York side. We didn't have, We don't have passports. So I heard the view was better on the Canada side, though. So I should have tried that. Should it's have awesome tried to get over, over there. there. I grew up going up there, so it is nice. Yeah, for dude, sure. I'm like the least touristy guy ever. I think like all that stuff's lame to me. Like when I go yeah. places, I don't want to do the normal stuff, right? Like I want to do the local stuff that's hidden that nobody knows about. But Niagara Falls is now the exception. Niagara that Falls was so is, yeah. crazy, so We're, crazy. I, I'm planning it. I got to get up to Toronto to see Evan, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, Willow's up there right now. Um, I'll see them hopefully this week. At re- we have a wrestling, my wrestling camp this week. But uh, you know, having Bobby and all the Canadian, Vinny and all the Canadians, yeah. you gotta love Canadians. Oh, they're the best. They're amazing. They really are the best people. Yeah. 
I'm glad you said Willow. She has like 30 fights now, man. What's yeah, been going on? <laughs> yeah. Willow's been on a tear. She finished a college wrestling season, graduated fighting. She's, you know, she's all about it. She'll be back down. She's coming to camp this week to train. So, um, yeah, she's she's doing big things, too. Really cool. And shout out Bobby Murda as well. He has a big fight, I think, two weeks after our event. Something like that. His is uh, end of July. Yeah. That's yeah. about right. It's a good so, matchup, too. Jake Zach, who just competed yeah. for us. I love that matchup. Actually, this will be a fun one for the podcast. We tried to make that happen as well, but Jake wasn't available on July 15th, unfortunately. No way. I think that was that yeah. good. Yeah. Was Dan, Dan Severn, I think, is having a seminar at their gym or something. He had, oh, okay. there was something that they, his coach had to be Harry. there, so he couldn't corner him. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we looked, funny enough, like we looked at Ferdaz versus Jake Zach, too, yeah. and tried to make that happen, but didn't happen but i'm glad it is happening yeah, because it's an awesome I'm, matchup i'm excited for bobby he's uh he's he's one of those ones that we talked about that are putting every you know he sees the big picture he's putting everything into it um works hard every day um you know he's a coach he's you know, marketable he's a, he's, stream. He's a, yeah. he's a character he's, he has yeah. stories oh like, you should hear him in the gym with the kids the kid i mean the, he the, he freaks out those you know high school kids just for, he's just his intensity his or intensity. what he's yeah. like you guys did you pay for those shoes that you're wearing? I don't think so. <laughs> well, and, and yeah, and he he will not hesitate to set someone straight. No, yeah. not at all. He's um, yeah, he's uh, he's a character. We love. I mean, he. I couldn't. I don't. I I just couldn't even imagine not having him in the gym. You know, I he went to Thailand for three months and it was like everyone's depressed. <laughs> you know, as soon as he comes back, everyone's perked back up and ready. Everyone's working like thirty percent harder. I'm like, what the the Bobby Murder effect, dude? That's my so favorite awesome. was was Edwin. I don't remember what the situation was, but Edwin was talking or something, and he like held back from swearing, and I was like. <laughs> That Bobby happened. trains though. He has Edwin on like he's like teaching him. I know. Well. And, like, and and he's like, oh man, like Bobby, like he he's been telling me, man, like <laughs> like you got people that look up to you. You can't be talking like that. And I, yeah, pretty pretty right. good Edwin impression, actually. I, I love Edwin. I love Edwin. Oh, Edwin's the he's best. Awesome. The yeah. best. Dude. He. So I, I talk to Edwin pretty regularly, like on the phone. So he's one of the guys that like I'm. I mean, you gotta love Edwin. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Those guys. I mean, there's so many characters. Like, there's just so many characters in the in the gym. That's another thing. You go every day is like going to a comedy club, <laughs> slash, you know, gold What's gym slash. Like, you don't know. You know, people. You're gonna laugh. You're gonna cry. You're gonna bleed a little bit. You're gonna sweat a lot. <laughs> I remember like crazy. The first time you and I sat down when I was exploring going into this, and I remember you saying to me, Ryan, this this MMA game. I love it and I hate it. Like it's yeah. just such a roller coaster. It, it drives is. me crazy sometimes. And and now I know exactly. So to what flip the flip the script a little bit, um, yeah, you and I met at Clark's Diner a few years, you know, years ago now. But um, looking back on it, give me some insight on what you know. Did you see the? Did you you went through a lot? You guys went through. This is what I thought you'd have to go through. You'd have to go through craziness and mm -hmm. you know. It's hard. I, I get it. I knew what you guys would have would face, and bringing Hunter on's been amazing. Um, look, did you know you'd be where you're at today, at this point? Oh, uh, see, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say. Like, I had big dreams from the beginning. So, like, part of the process was like I wrote up a business plan. Like before, my wife let me spend a bunch of money and buy a cage and buy a trailer and do all that stuff. Like, I had a full fledged business plan and all those things. So. 
a lot of the things that like if i pull that out a lot of the things that like were longer term plans some of them are coming to fruition and some things are happening right now which we'll talk about off the air <laughs> um that were not a part of it that if it comes to fruition it would be like mind blowing got to ro- yeah, yeah. Ro- roll with what's there so um the the biggest thing was when the first couple shows were like the most stressful year yeah. of my life, like, and then COVID hit. Yeah. And it was like, I mean, you had so many obstacles yeah. in the way. Right. So, and I remember yeah. talking to you at one point and saying like, we got through COVID, like what else is there? Well, yeah. Like what can like, there's, we've gotten through the worst of it. Like I'm not stopping now. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys see or see the, promotion in two five years 10 years i think think? yeah from my perspective i'll let ryan answer too obviously but the the biggest thing i've noticed and this is particular on the last two or two events so bitby 16 that just happened in april and this one coming up the level of talent in pittsburgh and this was like the first time that ryan and i ever talked is what we talked about that we thought there was this untapped market in pittsburgh of people who would fight and be interested in fighting that just weren't getting reached. And I've, I've felt it growing along the way, but these last two are where I really noticed, like we overbooked, BitB16 had 16 fights. We had to ask Greg Serb, the commissioner, for that to be okay. It's it's not, like 14 fights And it's the not limit. again. <laughs> yeah, and it's not gonna happen again because that was way too long of a show. But, oh, and he show. said- like, And also not, he said, yeah, yeah. We're never having 16 more than- Yeah. Yeah, and then this card coming up in July is at 14 again, and we could have easily made 18. Oh, yeah. Like, there are, guys, there are some of your guys that, yeah. like, I'm upset that they're not gonna be fighting, but we actually ran out of space again. Yeah. So in terms of that talent pool, I'm really seeing it now. Like, they're here. Like, the, the influx sure. that we thought was coming is absolutely here and growing every day. So for me- it's going to result in more competitive fights. You said it earlier, which I, I appreciate you saying it, so it didn't sound like promoter speak, but the level of these amateur fighters now is crazy. Mm-hmm. We're going to start seeing way more polished pros going in and hopefully send more guys to Bellator and the UFC yeah. and things like that. I mean, we got it. I mean, you got Dalton Rasta out there right, right. on the verge of a world championship. Cody Law fights tomorrow. I know. You know, tomorrow night, so tune in to YouTube. Yeah. Bellator's YouTube channel. Shout out Cody PM. Law. And... Uh, we have the you know Josh Frem in mm-hmm. UFC. We got we have like the talent. The guy those are the OGs that have put the time in. But you know there's a there's more that could come up through the pipeline. I see them. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And problem is those are special people. And one thing one thing that those all those guys have in common is they set huge goals. Yep. And nothing got in their way. That's so, it. I we mean t- that's that's it. You, you, we talk all yeah. the time about you know I I I I tell these guys like the longer I'm in this, the longer you real the more you realize like. There's a million guys that if they stuck through it could reach great levels. Yeah. Sticking through it, like most of them are not going to be able to. It's very hard. Life gets in the way. Like the first, yeah. My first advice always when people come to me is they ask me, I want want to be a fighter. I said, only be a fighter if you're 100% hearts into it and this is all you want to do. Because if you don't, it's going to eat you alive. It really will. So- um, you know, that's the first advice any good coach is going to give an MMA person. Cause you know, you guys now know you've been in it long enough that, you know, 
exactly how it goes. It's going to be nonstop. Crazy, yeah. you know? it's, it's, it's really hard. Like it's hard. The, the level, the, the, to stick through it, you're going to go through insane moments of like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's going yeah. to happen. Yeah. And if you aren't strong enough and committed enough and like really dedicated enough, like those moments are when you turn away. I mean, it weeds people out. You know, mm-hmm. there's a hundred people that have the same talent to mm-hmm. get to the highest levels. You know, there's going to be one or two left. Yep. You got to be able to, you know, you got to have a lot of mental fortitude to get to that one or 2%. So my biggest thing is I, I try to tell the young guys, like you don't realize that this is some of the funnest your funnest you're ever going to have in your life. Oh man. Like appreciate what it is now, like work towards, keep working hard towards what you go into. Yep. Mm-hmm. And like the same thing with Josh Frem, like when he got that, his first UFC win, I was texting him like, yeah. bro, like don't I, just like you get one, you at first UFC win, like enjoy he'll it. Work. Like, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's done it right. I mean, we watched Josh progress since he's his first amateur fight. Yeah. And I got to spend a lot of time with Josh, you know, coaching him and cornering him. And, you know, he had it. He had it the whole time. Oh, he yeah. was willing to sell everything he had to go get it. So, well, mm-hmm. and, and, and it like the first, first show I ever promoted was with Pinnacle and he was on that card and he suffered a loss, yeah. weird loss, like a, yeah. a loss that was like w- way unexpected. Yeah. Um, and like even before that fight, I was like, I told him, like when yeah. we were meeting, I was like, I, I think you're like the next guy from Pittsburgh. Like, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he weathered the storm well, you know, yeah. and he got through that. And you knew as soon as you saw him, his reaction the next month, you knew he was going to be fine. So he, that's that's the kind of stuff I was talking about. Like, guys, yeah. like, go through yep. that. So I mean, it's going to happen in MMA. I mean, it's just it's, it's inevitable. You don't want it to ever happen, obviously. But it's the most important thing is when it does, you got to, like, be aggressive and, you know, you know, use it as a, as a vehicle. My my thing is like the the the. the the kids in especially like wrestlers like a lot of wrestlers grew up like their parents had money or some, something mm-hmm. and that's like if you're a wrestler and like your parents have, own a business or something that's the hard people is like when the first time you get knocked out or something that's when you're really gonna be like do i really want to do yep. this yep i mean you like, I question can everything for live sure. a nice yeah. life and like i have yeah. a job sitting there for yeah. making good money like yeah. what am i doing here yep yep i mean it is. It's a crazy sport. And uh, being a promoter, you really get the intimate look into it like that most people won't either, you know. Um, but being a coach, too, I mean, the day to day stuff, the little problems that happen and, you know, you just you feel for these kids and, you, you know, guys and girls, what they have to go through. Um, they just it's it's hard. It's a hard thing to do. And see, that's what I I've over time. I've learned I have to separate myself from the emotional side of yeah but like and that's where like you're on the other end like you're you're in that where yeah, it's stuck in it it's tough and you, you know they're crying you're crying yeah. you know yeah so. and 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 so like like i'm good friends with ethan goss right he's the greatest by the way when he's, <laughs> he's one of my favorites too he absolutely is. When, he's, he's when such a unique he's dude. an idiot well, don't know. <laughs> no we, we we're constantly bashing but um but when he's in the cage like, he flips it. I man. don't. I don't know. I, I'm. I, it's a different. Like that's not my friend Ethan. That's like fighter Ethan. Yeah. And like yeah, I for separate sure. that because I have to. Yeah. For um, sure. But like, yeah. I, I've. I've over time. Like at the beginning, I would like 
like be friend be friends with yeah. guys and i just i have no like i can't it's tough i mean especially with, if you want to make it in this as big as you guys really envision it to be, you're going to have like, you're going to go through so many relationships and just have to, you know, you're going to have to separate it at some yep. point. And but, that's uh, where, yeah. Um, but you were asking about like, what, like what does yeah. this look like in 10 years? Um, multiple cities. Um, nice. I like that. We're all, we're, we're, you know, looking at stuff now. Yeah. Um, and then, but more importantly, like he'll be the first to tell you like there's n like two four seven there's never contentment like it's always like we have after gotta have that after gotta every have show we meet and like there's no patting yourselves on the back like we get that feeling for a day or two and we and then it's let's have our meeting and let's focus on like what 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 needs improvement what do we do good nice. what do we do bad yeah. like and and so we're always looking to improve and we're the 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 goals are big like Good. there's there's some big goals we're i mean that's the key to have set them why not we only mm -hmm. live one life you know that's i mean what i tell our guys all the time like why, why set your goals low and if you don't hit those huge goals if you fall a little short then it's a little easier to, you're still gonna hit it big yeah so mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm excited about that obviously um and i'm very excited about the grappling you know, hopefully this thing goes off great. I think it will. Um, you know, I think, uh, I mean, you're going to want, the one thing is there's thousands of grapplers in Pittsburgh now. It's and, crazy. Yeah, thousands. Well, hope the so, ones that aren't grappling, they all attend. That's right. my biggest yeah. thing. Is like, I think they will. I would. coming? Like, that's what I would. I if I was just a random fan and I was two hours away from a Dante Leone, PJ Barch, Chris Dempsey, Brad Schneider match, <laughs> I would be like, oh, let's, I'm getting in the car tonight. Yeah. You know, I bring my wife yeah. and kid. We're going to, we're going to go to a, a grappling match. So, um, I think you'll get it. I think it's going to do really, really well. I think it's going to be beyond your expectations and be hopefully awesome. we get to do it again you know i think this is be smart i think it's smart too because you lead right in to the mma the next day yeah which is huge too and we get we're so. like we're, we're kind of polling people and seeing what coaches think and there's coaches that are like you gotta have them on saturday night going forward like and then there's coaches that say this is perfect so we're gonna weigh all this i think friday out. night's good i mean you know fight to win came in last time um on they told us on a tuesday and they had a match on a friday <laughs> and i was like ah let's, you know right how does over. that make sense for them how do they uh, i mean seth has a system in place that he can just go into a city and he was in Cleveland. But as far as like are they not depending they on... realize how easy it is to match grappling too but they don't he... depend on the like the gate oh they still filled it up really you know? that's sweet yeah yeah they so still what's do. what's Phil like i what... mean i what do you think the uh, attendance was there? Like, are you talking like tell. hundreds? I, mean, I would say high hundreds. Yeah. I'd guess. Um, you know, you know, between five to seven, eight hundred. Okay. Nice. Hard it's good to, It's hard to tell in a in a place that it was at last time, but mm -hmm. I know that uh, uh, in ones in past, like they've had them at the Pisa, and it's been crazy. I remember mm -hmm. like, I remember walking out, and there's just like kids all along a whole mat all the What's way around. The Pisa. Like, um right down here in harborville or uh, i guess up there for you guys uh there's it's a pittsburgh indoor sports oh yeah, yeah 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 okay yeah, they have okay, a lot of so, they have a lot of jiu-jitsu tournaments there so it's pronounced pisa pisa okay i always think p-i-s-a like yeah pisa. I, I, I don't know that's I, what we call it so okay. um yeah they've had some packed events uh 
and those were it's hard to tell though because they're at tables you know mm-hmm. so it's not like they're just seated they usually have them at tables people are sitting at tables so it's kind of hard to tell but those yeah. have been great um and and grappling in general as a whole has been growing growing and growing like 10th planet bethlehem has tournaments every month like mm-hmm. they have different stuff every month they have finisher series tournaments every month that renee and zach run um and they're they grow and they have flow they have a flow um deal so they're all on flow that's awesome watch them so our guys go out all the time and compete out there um which is great for us too because they can be at a high level get exposure um see where we're at bring it back to the lab so it's nice to have have that all the time too so that's we're always cool. always looking to send like our local our, our competitors locally but it's nice to send them out there to test the waters you know with the other big dogs and Bring yeah, back and see what see where we're at. We'll bring the big dogs here. Bring them here. Yeah, I yeah. heard. Yeah, you didn't even think sense, about man. going uh, out of market. I mean, Pittsburgh itself is huge, but you got you know obviously Cleveland, Erie State College now. Mm-hmm. Um, Central PA is getting bigger and bigger. So I mean, I don't think it's going to be you know hard to match. It's like matches. Yeah. It's been crazy. I mean, we talk about it's, fantasy matchmaking all yeah. the time, and you can kind of do it in grappling. Yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Grappling is kind of like we talked about. Uh, you have to like match people correctly, which you guys have done a pretty good dang good job for your first time, honestly. Um, it's pretty easy to be like that guy's way outmatched in that in that area. Uh, but pretty much like I think you guys have yeah. done a real good job, real real competitive matches. Some of those matches are gonna be crazy. I wanna see like Shane Balco go against one of, you know, Sean's best guys. Yeah. That's gonna be crazy. Like, yeah, what dude. is that? Like that's something match that people don't even know about, right? Dude, there's so many that I just look at and I'm like, come and on, it, man. I, come on. Ronnie's got a guy from India. I don't even know him. I just met him at a tournament. He's like, I got a, I'm going against Ronnie. I'm like so he, he's like Danny Palm's best friend. This yeah, guy. he's they cool. He's up. cool. Dude. Yeah. He came up to me. He's like, hey, man, nice to meet you. I was like, I'm competing against, against your boy, Ron Snee. And I'm like, wow, that's, that's sick. So That's awesome. Know. Dude, Travis goes back. I, did, I didn't know Travis well either until he started coming around and at the shows and everything, talking to him through Danny Palm. But Travis goes back. Like, I think he used to train with Cherico, right, and everything back in the oh, day. Sick. Fight Club yeah, Pittsburgh yeah. day. He's he, a legend. He, no, dude, Cherico's yeah. the best. He's one yeah. of the funniest guys ever. Dude, he's so... He's and now, so now he's 250 pounds of just. I know. I keep trying. I try. I try. <laughs> I try to get him back in the gym all the time. He's come to just coach and come just do, do some rolling. Get your black belt. I mean, he's right on the verge of a black belt. He just needs to do should, it. Should we tell the people that we we almost had yeah. Yeah, on? Okay, you he knew that. Me. Nice. Yeah, I, I called him. I'm like, we well, it, that was not? signed, wasn't it? It was signed on the other side. Cherico okay. never signed gotcha. his neck. I mean, and respect yeah, your neck does, matters. Yeah. To. Yeah. health issues but he's a animal he's a beast he could have done it how do you think he would have done because you know humbertson really well don't you i do zach yeah. trains with us. how would that match have been it'd been great and uh zach zach is like one of those guys that like you got to kill him like he said like i've seen that dude like we had a tournament not too long ago in charleston west virginia mm-hmm. he grappled every single one of our guys except for me he grappled <laughs> dempsey matt schaefer trends and darko yeah uh Zach Lacrone, like he went wow. like match after match, and they were all like, it was all like, the rule set was horrible. Tra- like, it, so. where's is Trent on? No, Trent's not on. Not Trent's yet. Not on. No. Okay. It's not over yet. I don't think though. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But yeah. uh, yeah. Those Sorry. Guys, I mean, he he he's out there like, he's just dying. And he's like, I ran a marathon this morning before I came here, and I'm oh like, my Zach, God. you ran a what? Oh this guy shouldn't God. have done that. And I'm like, that's insane. Wow. Yeah, I gave him a year membership to our gym or dude, lifetime, I think. I can't remember. Lifetime, it doesn't I'm like, matter, dude, yeah. whatever you just went through today, you just come up anytime you want. That's you can so train cool. with us anytime. So he comes up 
you know, once a month or so. But Mark Cherico is Mark Cherico. Mark Cherico is not only a showman. Yes. He's a Conor McGregor before Conor McGregor. Oh, yeah. He would show it and then do it. Because you're like, there's no way this guy's going to back this up. The first yeah. time I saw him, he, he was in Ohio. And uh, he comes out with like a ripped up shirt on with his green glasses. Yep. Flipping yep. Them. Yep. And I'm like, what in the hell? Is and like, this, this guy? guy's going to get killed. <laughs> and he's got this animal across him, like flexing on him. Yes. And he just goes out there and like double legs him takes him down rear naked chokes him gets up like licking blood off his hands i'm like whoa dude he's crazy he's one of the best for sure yeah. pittsburgh like you said if, pittsburgh he, was, if he was healthy yeah he'd have been i totally I mean, agree he, he fought no one know probably not many people know this he had a herniated disc in his neck and he, he you know we were our goal at that point was let's get let's spend six months and get healthy and then as soon as we said that you two weeks later calls. they call and it's yep. like no like can't right turn now. it down yeah can't turn it down he went in that fight like really dinged up and you know him he's like i'll be fine i'll yep. be fine i'll be fine if a healthy mark jericho walks through that dude and god no the rest of could have you know absolutely but he's in a great place he's got a great job a beautiful family his wife's amazing yeah can't complain he's so right you've seen so much like talking about mark's like you know the glasses and the craziness <laughs> what like what stands out to you from like local mma like what events like were you like this is really cool or like i, I mean was... the craziest event ever that i've ever seen was dom versus cody yeah that was insane yeah for i wish i would i don't think that then. regionally mm -hmm. could have competed i think it would have been it's got to be up there with the greatest of all time mm -hmm. i don't for a regional fight like i yeah. don't yes. know because it wasn't like it was a it was Cleveland versus Pittsburgh. It wasn't. It wasn't even about anything else. And it was like gym beef too at the time. Was gym it? beef and uh, drama. But that was at a time where you had a video camera for that fight. Well, that fight camp. They rolled in. Cody rolled in with like, you know, biker gang at weigh-ins, and, and it what, was insane. Wasn't it like That's promotion so versus promotion kind of too? Because like. One was yeah. Pinnacle, yeah. one was Gladiators. Yeah, Gladiators and Pinnacle, you know, were, were going through their little thing. And that's another thing. Matt when... let, you know, Cody yeah. you know, fight mm -hmm. for, for, cause, you know, Matt was like all about the MMA. He didn't want, wanted to do it for the MMA aspects of fan. So yeah. it was nuts. Yeah. And that fight could have went either way either. So oh my God. Crazy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, just looking at the level those guys went on to achieve each of them, it's, yeah. it's ridiculous. So sick. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. And, that the the place afterwards was I mean I was trying I remember getting out of there because there was big fights breaking out yeah. chairs flipped over and tables it was nuts and I got out of there I'm like I made it I come out there's three girls from Cleveland out there like you from Pittsburgh I'm like I'm from Cleveland I'm from Cleveland <laughs> you're like you're lucky you're lucky and I'm like Holy oh god. my god you're gonna get yeah. jumped by I three women jumped by three girls I was That's like I'm getting awesome. in my car I'm by myself I'm like, <laughs> that oh. is awesome they saw your I'm Pennsylvania like, plates and started chasing you yeah he's a liar like, I was like that was intense that one um you know I I mean there's been so many it's been crazy you know when you and I met just you know I remember having those conversations with Rich Miller and uh, and Robert Joseph, hey, because they used to come to Ohio and like, hey, we really want to start an MMA promotion. I'm like, I don't know anything about it, but I'll get I'll, I'll get some fighters. There was hardly anyone, you know. Mick had his thing out at Fight Club, and um, you know, we had a couple. We had we had Dempsey and Dom, and that was it. And then um, obviously Fatty came rolling in, and then soon enough we had Francis Healy, and then we had you know a little crew of our own. But just to see the progression of it, oh my, it's so fast literally mm -hmm. a decade 
goes from barely anything all the way through got ahead it's height we had a pretty good thing and then it kind of like died down again now it's right back to where it was even farther even more so the last fight was insane packed i mean i brought um, a couple of my friends down well, you guys got to come check this out. And they were like, well, that was insane. I mean, it's so rowdy in there, too, because it's yeah. that environment smaller. there. That was yeah. rowdy. It's Nuts, so loud. Dude. Like, it's just crazy. Like, your adrenaline is just pumping the whole time. And I'm in the back trying to get, I don't know what's going on. I just, it's so loud. It like, just, you're just like turning around. You just like, sounds like the Steelers just won a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, really I really love, I, I mean, I love that venue. It just, yeah. it, it, the feeling in there is is pretty awesome. I like it a lot. I like Same. it a lot. What was the environment like at Stage AE? Like just, I mean, uh, other than the Dom fight, like the... Uh, I thought it was super cool because yeah. they had like the upstairs uh, rooms to get ready. It was very professional, I would say. Um, probably very expensive. I remember like some of the issues they were dealing with, like getting bleachers in there was like crazy. Mm -hmm. um, but it's it was very nice. I yeah. thought it was pretty cool venue to have. We may in. or may have not like just went there the other yeah. day. <laughs> I, I, I mean, if you never have you ever been in a fight there, you've been there. Ever. I've never been there oh, for a really? card somehow. Yeah. Wow. I thought they were pretty epic. Yeah. You know? They yeah, it, miss, it, there there's challenges there. Yeah. Mainly oh yeah, financial. that's that's the financial issues <laughs> yeah, were the main it's thing. Insane. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, I thought the place in Cheswick was great too. Mm -hmm. The Syrian mosque was pretty different. Um, I met many we fights there. everywhere. We went there for a boxing match, right? You was went. That you? Yeah, you went without. Yeah. Was that Derek Giantas? I, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Derek. Yeah. Derek's awesome, dude. Too. Yeah, he's he's awesome, he's awesome. Yeah. dude. The community to that point, we're yeah. we're very blessed to have so many people on that level. Coaches, promoters, managers. It's just like you like you were saying about the Matt Factory. A lot of good people, and I know this this game gets a really bad rap for snaky people, for just unethical people, for we, for just terrible people. Yeah. And Pittsburgh is, I it's, mean, in my experience, it's yeah. great, man. I mean, I the good thing is I've been out a lot of places and i've had friends in a lot of places they can't believe we can do what we can do here mm -hmm. it's because we've really you know worked on our relationships with a lot of like warren stout you know him and i are very close mike wilkins obviously you know one of the you know one of my a1s um tommy costa lou you know all these people in the community you know we compete our guys compete against each other you know we cross train um but when it all, you know, we'd all at, at the end of the night, we'd all go to a dinner table, sit down and, you know, hang out and BS. And that's really what it's all about. So, yeah, um, nothing makes me happier to see this, believe me, because I always had that as my vision and I had obstacles along the way with different, you know, issues. I hope it always stays like this. It's very special. I think that's how we've rose so fast, honestly, um, and how everyone's gotten really as good as they have because we have this environment. Um but just to you know, have the sense of pride that Pittsburgh too, of all places, Pittsburgh is like the best city, right? We're the toughest city. Um, we have the best sports. You know, we have a lot of pride. The people are awesome, um, and the people in Pittsburgh are just honest, hardworking, tough people that don't get the credit they deserve. They don't. You know, what I mean, I, bottom line, I feel like that's where we're at now. We're trying to prove that we do deserve it, and we're ready to go. That's why, like, every practice we have. We train like we're trying to be the best in the world. And we have other people come into our gym like Zach Humbertson or, you know, Stout guys or Blues guys or Tommy, whoever whoever comes into our gym, Ethan, you know, whoever comes into our gym, we're going to put pour everything we can into them to make them better too because we know we're all sharpening the same sword. 
Mm-hmm. So when it's time, like we see Josh Fram go out there and get that first UFC win. We see Cody Law get this rear naked choke tomorrow he's going to get. Um, see Dalton Rasta win world championship, you know, and we got a whole other army coming up through. Stout has their army. We have our army. You know, uh, Pittsburgh in general has a whole army of fighters. The high ground has their guys. Um, Nick Brown, not even talking about him. He's, <laughs> he's got his own. Unbelievable, you know, yeah. Yeah, we got him and uh, what he's doing and all these other great gyms and leaders. Um, it's super special. We should cherish it. And having what you guys do gets, you know, speed it up and showcase it. And we are very, I, me personally, when I say we, the, the math factory, we're blessed to have you guys doing what you're doing, even especially with the grappling thing now too. Well, thanks, man. That means it's, ton. It's yeah. really our honor. I mean, working with you guys is such a blessing for us and, and seeing what you do and what you do for so many people is like, it's just awesome. It's inspiring. You inspire me a lot. Like I always tell him, like, I, I wish I could be more like my flaws. Like I have are, my flaws. Trust well, me. That's my wife. <laughs> I, I know you do, but you also, you also have, um, you also have a lot of character and characteristics that like a, a, a man should want to aspire to, to have. And so, um, you know it's it's just awesome what you're there's well, a reason that's, why that's not on me that's my parents that's my yeah. coaches you know but we should we should call isaac the deflector <laughs> Greeley. Yeah. that's actually not a bad dr yeah. deflector, doctor deflector. <laughs> <laughs> no we were talking this is kind of funny actually we were talking to 22 the point uh just was that today yeah that was dude. these days morning. are so crazy yeah. lately i don't remember what day it is but yeah talking to them this morning and and their guy al was asking he's yeah. like is dr isaac gonna be competing and i was ryan was like well you gotta tune in at 8 15 yeah. tonight to find out but he was like the only thing i ask is that you announce him as dr isaac just just <laughs> dr isaac how do you feel That's about funny. that are we going with dr isaac uh, or do you want isaac Greeley? do you want dr deflector dr isaac uh, <laughs> dr deflector <laughs> Uh, I'm down for whatever you guys do. I trust you. That's your department, not mine. All right. We're in trouble. Dr. Deflector it is. Remember when Isaac used to like us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bad, yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, it, like, I mean, we've we've said it multiple times, but it's an honor to have you in the community, in our podcast studio too, man. It's cool. It's you, been honor, you, yeah, you've been on the podcast, but it was in the Zoom days. So yeah. it's way cooler to have you in yeah, here. This in place the studio. is great, by the way, guys stepped it up this is crazy thanks man thanks. We're, that's what yeah. we're trying to do and that's yeah. like you said the five ten year vision i think we'll see more yeah. steps up and more dramatic steps up along the way that's it's been the plan, fun to man. watch i'm excited i'm excited that you guys have big goals because mm-hmm. you know that makes me excited and i have a lot you know we have a lot of hungry lions that want to showcase their skills so um i think it's going to be great it's going to be you know keep doing doing what you're doing and you know, having these podcasts are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I love watching our guys on, like, when they're on here. Even the guy, guys I don't even know, I you know, or I know, but I watch them and I enjoy them. That's because this guy, yeah. can he's so good at, like... He's good. He, yeah. I mean, I've known Hunter for a long time. It's true. in his flow days. Yeah. And uh, Bleacher Report days. So it's... Uh, I remember, like, messaging you years ago yeah. about stuff. And uh, when he when Hunter was in Pittsburgh, like, just floating around, and then, like, when you snatched him up, I'm like, that is the pickup right there. That's the eight. That's the eight team right there. So having Hunter on your on your staff has been awesome because we communicate so well and have for years. So um, you know, having Jim there too has been great. So 
Jim's full time now. Jim. Yeah. Jim. Oh yeah. He came in professional this week. Like I was like, there we go. You okay, buddy. Got his like a little pack with him. Got his... <laughs> you okay? Nice. So yeah. out of character okay? for Jim to yeah. be professional. <laughs> was, Whoa. I know. It's like geez. professional Jim. Yeah. He was all about. He's all business. That's awesome, man. Yeah, dude. It, it's it's really cool for me. You know, on a on a slightly different level. I wasn't with two four seven at the beginning. I came in at like right before Bit B eight, and that was in a different role as well at the time for the first two events, and then kind of took a bigger role. Is that so, Johnstown? Uh, it was Jake's fight with Marco Hutch. Oh, that and was a good one. Yeah, that was an insane fight. And then Johnstown was right after it later yep. that month. Yep. So. That was when I came into the fold and then took a bigger role, Bit B9 moving forward. And just seeing the growth since then has been nuts. So for me personally, yeah. like you said, I've been a huge fan of Pittsburgh MMA and all the Pittsburgh gyms and fighters. Yeah. So to be a part of it, man, it's freaking sweet. Yeah. Well, thanks for you, what you do for all our guys. I mean, girls, I mean, it's been it's been nice just to be able to stay home. That's my, <laughs> makes my life a lot easier. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to travel. Sure. You got to travel and get out there. But it's nice to stay home. That's our goal. Like one of our... One of our goals is to have an atmosphere of MMA here where is to to grow the Pittsburgh For MMA sure. scene to the point where For sure. you don't have to go to other places because you can get everything here until you're ready to go to the big the that's it. You can develop. So like, yeah. Your CFS, I mean, your LFA, Philly. Like, yep. You know, yep. like those guys. We think there's things. CES in Boston. I yep. mean, we gotta. We have that. Yeah. You get the fighters. You know, we're getting them. We're getting them. They're they're building. You know, I go to Stout on Saturday to watch sparring. It's it's fun. It's high level now. It's yeah, good. Dude. It's good. You see, you can get any at any time. You can see, like, look in a corner and be like, "Ooh, what's that going on over there? That's mm -hmm. crazy." Yeah, you know, and you look over here, and you're like, "Oh, those guys are sparring. That's crazy." So it's Stout, they're the their gym in the their main gym, main strip. Sure they, strip. The, the, yeah. the strip, yeah. I couldn't think. Yeah. Of. Um, it's like the opposite of the Bat Factory. Oh yeah, it's, big. <laughs> it's, like, it's nice. You can breathe yeah, when you're you there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like when you go to the Mat Factory. If, I know. If you've never we, been there, yeah, it's, it's not. It's like the most, I love, and it's yeah. a constant, like, okay, the yeah. new class comes in, like, they shift together. Yeah, then. our mats, we just got them. They're already getting chewed up because yeah. it's like, there's no amount of traffic. You can't prepare <laughs> themselves for that. Yeah. But my coach said it best. I, I, I wrestled in a small like, UPJ when we only had one wrestling mat. They now have since put a huge wrestling room in. It's, it's, it's awesome. But we used to always complain because there'd be 30 of us in this little room getting, like, falling on each other and. You'd be like, it's, it's not, are you big enough for the room? Are you, or it's not, is a room big enough for you? Are you big enough for this room to nice. ask yourself that? So yeah. I always tell, I always tell our guys that now, as soon as I hear them complain, I'm like, you can get good in a six feet, foot circle. Trust me. That's so, awesome. Sundays get crazy. Cause we have all those people come in. Our classes are usually packed on the weeks too, but. Well, it's funny you know, how like mm -hmm. everyone's like, there's three layers. Yeah. Me, Dempsey, Matt and I talk about this all the time. Maybe we should just. <laughs> lease another space and put a big mat in there and i'm like it wouldn't have the same feel <laughs> well, i've I, I told him i said i want to grow the mma scene here so big so the to the point where isaac has to buy it <laughs> he, he really has said that yeah. a lot yeah yeah i mean geez i mean i mean if i have to i have to but i want to but i love the you know i love the mat factory no. i'll never you know that was the best decision I ever made there's and no well, smell you know, quite getting, like the Mad Factory. There's, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not a, it's, it's like 
People it's working hard work. really hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. truly. Yeah, we, I, I will say is we are cleaners. Like we are like cleaners. Yeah. Like we got our be. mats. Like every every practice, we disinfect the, the walls every day. We clean the bathrooms. We have cleaners that come in. I'm like, I don't know what else we could possibly if, do. So okay, if you were to wring out all the sweat from one of the, like how oh, how much would that like? I just bad. everyone's soaking. Like there's 40 people in a yeah. room that fits. 38 yeah <laughs> yeah and, and, and they're all soaking wet soaked and yeah. the yeah that, i a mean lot of sweat you gotta be used to that uh environment but once you get you, you almost crave it you're like you mm -hmm. want that it's weird but you're yeah. like i want to like get that deep heart sweat in and not stop it so i can't get up anymore we have people that come in like one guy Khalid, uh owns cafe on fifth uh one of our longtime grapplers uh purple belt awesome competitor oh, he'd been great mm. but uh he comes in and you can tell like he just wants to get the work in he's there at 10 it's 10 p.m he's still working out there's no one left everyone's leaving he's still out there he's like you want to awesome. roll i always mess on like you want to roll he's like yeah, yeah, yeah let's go and i'm like he's joking bro <laughs> I, don't, I don't yeah yeah so we got people like that that like they come in and then you see them do it you're like all right i'll stick around he's gonna be here for an hour i'll do it <laughs> 15 minutes well you also have the best one-two punch of businesses ever with the rehab center being yeah, attached I like know. that how perfect is that that's that's a pretty that's a pretty successful ponzi scheme genius. I think. <laughs> genius. Yeah, that is genius People get hurt a lot but no it's nice it isn't actually i mean the biggest thing is i think and bobby you know told me this the other day he's like man we're so lucky because we we have constant recovery all the time like take advantage of it and the guys that do and the girls that do i mean it's right there so yeah. we, we you know we're, we're proud to think that we do a really good job of what we do on that side of things in the chiropractic and phys you know physical medicine in so we have all the stuff there and we have a recovery lounge in the back so we have the you know the, we have a sauna we're real big about saunas and cold tubs and compressions and you know brain float waves and stuff like that for mental training too so we take a big you know at you know understanding and trying to get better at all that stuff too yeah i got a little taste of that myself when i was up there at the time the cupping yeah. dude yeah, the, the compression felt compression. so good yeah i want that at my house yeah. yeah it's great yeah i think it recovery is just as important you know at my at 47 i have to think recovery because i mean i'm trying to keep up with these young guys all the time so i have to you know i get adjusted multiple times a week get massages i'm bad at you know doing that every week and then uh on top of all the others like you know cold bass and I'm, I'm i'm a big believer in saunas and all that stuff too so it's great because i go in there i know the guys that are in there they're they're there taking care of themselves and it cuts the injuries down so mm -hmm. i mean and it helps them you know their but training do you, so. you have a place for an for like ice baths or anything yeah that's that's yeah, like we have one like i don't that i it's dangerous. My pool, my it's pool's addictive. a little bit like my yeah. pool's like eighty, and I'm like it's too cold. <laughs> yeah, it's funny to see people again the first time. I, I have a video archive that I have of people that I know are gonna be good, so I'll be like, all right, get in there, and like I just don't even give them a choice. Like get in, get get your head under, and I shove them under. And they think it's always like that. I'm saving that one, <laughs> putting that one in the favorites yeah. folder right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, man, it, it's what you guys got going on. Obviously, is work. We're excited for the next steps for sure. First step on that journey, July 14th, man. This is going to be a big event, not just for you being involved in a huge matchup against Gray Manor, but like we said, I think there are like eight Matt Factory guys on that card. Including a of, and, a, and a ton of our friends, you know. That's yes. Thing. So yeah, everybody fun. knows everybody. Yeah, we're talking about the cross yeah. train. It was actually funny. I, I, Maya Yankello's on the card, and I thought yeah. she was a Matt Factory. She's 
like I've True seen believer. her in so many yeah. pictures of training at the mat factor. Yeah, I'm like, trains, I just thought she was. Yeah, she trains a couple days a week usually. Yeah, that's that's killer. She's man. a beast too. Yeah, the yeah. well, the environment you guys have created there. Yeah, Nuts. Liam Jones, another one. Yeah, he's a, I thought Liam was believer. a Matt Factory guy. He too. trains with us a lot, but yeah, he's a he's a true believer guy. He's that kid's a freak. Yeah, he's yeah, so good. We're we're so stoked. Did I text you to ask if Liam and Lucas Jones were brothers? Because I totally thought they were I for mean, the longest time. You, if you saw them train, you would think that they yeah. are. But uh, no, they're, I don't think they're related. I just assume like yeah. same last name, L first. We names, should put them like, together for a tag team, though. For like, that's a good tag team. Yeah, for the well, I mean, we we talked about the Cassidy, t- <laughs> yeah. the Cassidy Those family two would tag wreck team. Some people. I'm talking about the whole <laughs> yeah. family, dad too, Darren. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that Darren. Been, that would have been sick. Yeah, yeah, Darren, Darren Cross, like low key, like. If you don't know, like, yeah, you dude. would think he would. Yeah, he I love just Darren. Like, Darren's always like so nice too. He's just like, hey Isaac, how are you doing? What's good? Catching up? I'm like, Darren, don't kick me. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking. I'm like, I'm staying out of range because I don't want any kind of like fast twitch coming at me. I've seen Darren. I've seen Darren in action, like training and coaching, That's and road awesome. raging. I mean, and his coaching. Kids are, his, kids are, I mean, his boys are just yeah freaks. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. truly are. Yeah. They're That's, awesome. It's just interesting how, like, I don't know how, how like, the those two kids can be so high. Like, usually it's like one in a family, and then the other one's like, like they're like, yeah. they're. I mean, I think Cro- I think the good thing about Darren is he knew not to press Cross when he was younger because he, you know, saw Caden doing well and he's th- he's figured like, hey, he'll he'll figure it out. And then, you know, he didn't really put that I saw. didn't really push him too hard. And then this year, you know, I saw Matt, a huge improvement in his development. Yeah. Because he wanted it himself. And then when, yeah, when Cross, you know, decided like, hey, it's my turn now. You could tell like, okay, the flip, the switches got flipped and it's going to be a fun ride to watch. So as long as I yearly see the Cole, the, the Cross's birthday video yeah yeah christmas yeah. video rather yeah yeah as long as i see that it's you're all it's, good it's, you know <laughs> the year can end and i can go to the next yeah. year <laughs> that's a good that's a great family yeah they're awesome yeah they're the best man well like we could talk about pittsburgh combat sports families for a very long time and that's the beauty of pittsburgh and what you're a huge part of what we're helping build up man it's awesome yeah. i'm i'm couldn't be more excited for these next couple steps yeah. I I love that the fact that people are starting to ask about it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what's up with Pittsburgh? You know, when we go places. Like, hey, I heard Pitt- you guys are starting to pop up on the map. Like, people are, you know, fighters or grapplers or just, you know, got guys like the, you know Dempsey and, uh, you know, other guys in the grappling realm doing great things. And then, uh, you know, all the MMA guys that are starting to come out. And then we're building and starting to push these guys in there. So, I mean, I think it's just we just got to put our time in and. You know, like you said, five years. Think about that. Five years could be like a mecca. Longer than we we've have been around. Yeah, now. longer than we've been. Yeah, we have what we need. I really feel like that. We have everything we need to really build championship caliber. Like the only fighters. Uh, when yeah. I look at like when people say like, oh, like what's you know what? Why aren't you guys on Fight Pass? And I'm like, well, there's like not a lot of pros here, and like Fight Pass doesn't put pro fights on. Like, plus that's not like really a goal of ours i think fight pass is more like it like fighter that's more for the fighters they think that's like really awesome to be on and it is it's great but 
like for us right now, that's not like a part of our goals. Like we, that's why we started our own platform to stream on and do these things because we're, we know right now, like Pittsburgh scene is not ready for that. Yeah. But five years down the road, gotta, it's, it's just different. like any, it's just like being a wrestler. You got to know where you're at, where you want to get to and how you're going to get there. That's the mm-hmm. way, you know, you guys are approaching it. So, I mean, you don't want to like get it too far ahead of yourself. You don't want to go, you don't want to slow yourself down either. You just got to like have the goal and start chipping away at it have your meetings after every fight get better that's all you can do right yep yeah like handle the obstacles we've checked the numbers and i think gladiators is was the longest running pittsburgh promotion they had 21 events yep. and this is going to be our 19th yeah so like we're yep. coming right up on becoming pittsburgh's longest running mma that's promotion as well thing. and it, it feels, feels like, like you guys have started it. exactly that's what i mean yeah it feels like we're just getting started yeah and and pinnacle did 18 shows yeah so this is this is the show that yeah. we're now like wow. had the next an additional show. Now some of our shows were without a crowd. Some of our shows yeah. were because of COVID, and some sometimes we had back to like one time we had back to back shows like in How the was same that? day. Was that too much? No, I think we had to. Then we 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 had such limit to the crowd that, yeah. size that like in order to do it we had That's to. So weird we had to go through that. It is bizarre. It, it was it was interesting. Um, it, we definitely had interesting things like. We we had a, a shows with no crowd whatsoever, like I know just I was us. there. I was there, <laughs> and yeah. and like who else did yeah. that? Like we've been through things. We had. That, I mean, I don't even know how that's possible. Same, right? It it really was like it makes it look so easy now to have to deal with the stuff that you're dealing. Yeah, with. yeah. You're like. Oh, so and so gave us back thirty tickets. Like, oh well, sold, yeah, sold seventy still. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, the, right. the funny thing is, like, today there was a fighter that was on the card that got injured, and they were like, "Oh man, he he consigned a, like he was going to sell a bunch of tickets," and I was like, eh, "No big deal." Yeah, <laughs> like, right. roll, roll, the punches, yeah. Yeah. roll with the punches a lot yeah. better. Yeah. Oh it, man, it, 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 it's amazing what adversity does to you. Right, you have to have it. Too. Yeah, you have to go through oh, it. Oh, I, I, I would not wish the covid like what we went through with covid i wouldn't wish that on anyone no uh, like, and honest, it was, and oh. the, the the crazy thing is about that no it's getting late you guys probably want to go but uh to watch what dana white did with the whole situation mm-hmm. when the world was like we're shutting off and he's like i'm not yeah. he was the only one <laughs> yeah truly and he really if he doesn't do that i mean what what where's the sports how far back does that push everything yeah because if he says, all right, we're not having any MMA fights until this is over, that's two years. What what happens to all the fighters in that time? You don't, we don't think about that. But, I mean, I give him a lot of credit for stepping up. I remember, like, I was even like, wow, I can't believe he's having a fight mm-hmm. when all this, right in the middle of this stuff. And he's like, I'll make an island. I don't care. <laughs> you know, really I'll, I'll, have, I'll, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm not stopping this train. And that's the kind of leadership you have to have to survive yeah. that kind of stuff. We, we had our own little, you know, situation, you know, how we all handled COVID here. But without you guys having fights, I mean, how many guys do I lose that, like you're saying, like who are the guys that had all that potential and never really got? Well, I mean, I'm sure that time period knocked it because you got kids that are coming out of college. You got a little transitional time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a fighter. I'm going to be a fighter. I'm going to get a job. I'm going to get a job. Well, COVID hits. Well, it's easy. I guess a I'm getting like, a job. Yeah. I'm getting a job home. And they can't come just right back. They're like, hey, I'm going to quit. My and it was job. easy to get a job then, too, because no one wants to work. <laughs> yeah. True. True. So, I mean, I think, uh, Having MMA was like a one of the only sports that I really can think of that just forged through like they did. Yeah. You know, and not, I mean, you guys did it. 
UFC obviously did it. Um, you know, Bell. I did it for Bellator. I don't know how many fights well, we, I had to go to. We how many mm, tests had to take? Oh uh, yeah, the swabs. Have, yeah, we wouldn't have had. Yeah, <laughs> your guy had the worst. They, the worst yeah. swabs ever. I got a bloody nose one time. I know. Yeah, we lots heard of that guys, quite a bit. We caught in my brain. I'm pretty sure I bled in my yeah. brain. Yeah. And and he's <laughs> he's a nice guy. He, he, he is. He is. But it, he had like if if you didn't like. Yeah, he, I know. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Dempsey got it too, which I'm like, you can do it to me, but if you want, that's a hundred, that's another level. Dude, Dempsey had the worst one. I think it was Bitby Nine, maybe. He got swabbed, vicious, like tears rolling everywhere. But then the guy or the nurse handling it, somebody didn't. Messed it up. He had to do it again. Had to, had to redo he was it. so mad. I had to come get Dempsey, and he thought I was joking at first. I'm like, Dempsey, I'm sorry, man. You got to get He's like, oh, good one, bro. Good one. I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. I'm actually serious right now. He's like, oh. no. I didn't yeah. know about yeah. that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember that. He was so bad. Oh, oh dude, the double swab. <laughs> yeah. The, oh, um, I hated that. Oh, so uh, brutal. That's funny. Yeah. I'd better do a shark tank at the factory on a Sunday with, like, Dempsey and Julian and Jake Lowry and Trent and get swabbed that, one time that says it all yeah. right there to rather oh. sign up for that oh yeah. man. my <laughs> eyes would just water for like 10 minutes yeah and like, we didn't we didn't get swabbed for some reason yeah. that's what i was saying <laughs> yeah. they yeah. never made I us did. do any of that i did like yeah, doesn't make any got, sense if no then none of it made any no sense looking back I'm it's like, just like wow going on i mean i get it do you know how much i paid the like, i know for those original tests yeah it was insane it was crazy i can't that's why i can't believe the obstacles they were throwing at you. now it's like you don't have to worry about that well do you, you should tell yourself that every fight like we don't have COVID tests <laughs> we got fans well, so the yeah fun, yeah like, exactly the funny thing is i remember when uh like so if you remember we had the march 14th show that got canceled and then the world like opened back up again we could have limited crowds and that's when we scheduled the um uh, november cards yep right yep. So we had two Thanksgiving week, the day before Thanksgiving and Saturday after Thanksgiving. Yep. And the like two weeks before Allegheny County shut down, we couldn't have a crowd. I remember. And so that's the only reason why we had that show. And after all that happened with COVID, I remember like getting into the fighter group and being like, we are like, we're not allowed to have crowds. And like, we will have this show if you guys want to. Because I've already spent yeah. a lot of money and I'm going to spend a lot more money having a show and I'm going to lose a lot of money. But like, I don't want to hear anything. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to fight, we can have we'll fights. On, but yeah. like, all the people that bought tickets are getting vouchers and like, like all can they do. saw when they signed up for it, that's yeah. what the deal was. And, and I don't want to hear anything. If you guys want to still fight, like we're doing it, but like, Tell me now. Think about how that's transformed how you handle issues, though, without going through that. Yeah. Now you know how to you know, drive around that stuff yeah. way better. Like, you become almost like masters well, of it. It, al yeah. it also helped us to, like, figure out, okay, we don't... So, the like, the biggest problem I had, like, if you use... I'm not going to poop on anyone, but, like, Fight TV or someone, like, any of those things, it was like, you couldn't make money. No. And so, like... Now we're building something that's ours that like we're we're doing our own. So what best way to do it? it it's mm -hmm. the best. But we would have never learned how to do that had COVID. Yeah, not and your production's very good. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and but but COVID and is why COVID we learned on the mic. 
Yeah. <laughs> Cole Masick. Yeah. Cole Masick was supposed to be competing as well. Mr. Schedules of Vacation I forgot about. Yeah. Goodness, Cole. Come on, Cole. You can get away well, with that kind hour. of stuff when Come you're on. that handsome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, you're, when your family is all models, I guess you <laughs> yeah. can just do yeah. the Right, right. Do something else. Man. I remember He's great. I, I had to get take tickets to him one time and and uh it was to his house and I don't know if it's his house or family house, like whatever. But like I go to this house and I like my kids are in the car and I take the tickets to him and like his sister comes running out of the house and my son, my oldest son Austin, was yeah. like, Yeah. <laughs> Who was that? Yeah, and I was like, oh. probably his sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, they're all like models. They're like the, awesome. mo the mom's yeah. got like a thirty pack. The dad's like, you know, jacked. Yeah, I don't know the other one. Oh, all I been know over is the house a few times. Is he is like, <laughs> like the most attractive right guy I've ever seen. Yeah. And like, yeah. and like his sister <laughs> is yeah. very very attractive yeah. as well. My, my favorite Cole Masick story was he. Him, uh, Dalton had a Bellator fight, and uh, I, I brought Cole out to kind of like help me, help me with him, mm -hmm. get warmed up and stuff, and uh, help me coach him. And we're we're in the Mohegan Sun, and it's when COVID, so we have to stay in our room forty eight hours. We can't leave our room; they lock us in there. So I'm in there with Cole Masick for forty eight hours. <laughs> me and Cole, and I'm like, this is going to be interesting. You should have recorded a lot. Oh my god! So he made this video. This this. Uh, uh, I don't know what, what he put it on TikTok, but it was uh, this video. I loved it. It was him walking down the street with his like jean, uh, cut off jean shorts on, sunglasses, and he's like new boot goofing. <laughs> he's got his like cowboy boots on. And he's like <laughs> flicking his heels. I'm dying. I, I watch this thing. I probably have like it probably has like I don't know sixty thousand views. I got thirty thousand. I just watch it. I used to watch it all the time. Yeah. I start laughing. New boot so, goofing. He's doing this the whole. Time. Like he goes to the bathroom, goofing, goofing. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm like in my bed. We're watching movies. He's like over there flicking his ankle, just making me laugh. Like I had 48 hours of Cole Masick just just making me laugh the whole time. That's hilarious. And uh yeah, that's probably I mean, way better than being by myself. But uh yeah, we made it through the COVID quarantine for that one. Dalton got a win. Then he he's out new boot goofing after the fight <laughs> in the in the in the restaurant. That's so good. Man. I, I loved his uh his Play by play for the Vasoki knockout. Oh yeah, so good. he's like, oh my god! Yeah. Like, like yeah. he's oh. made for that. Except he made he made it yeah. sound good. Like yeah, his yeah. brother yeah. Good. is getting, you know, he's in the WWE. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, uh, getting developmental program. He's actually, I think he's in something next now. I think, or I'm not real sure. I NXT, didn't know that. Yeah, NXT. Yeah, he's in the NXT. Danny Palm might Danny, know that. Like, I don't I'll know. tell you, Gina. Gina's in it too. Dalton's girl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's doing awesome too. Yeah, but NXT. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'm thinking to myself, his brother can do this. He can definitely do it too, right? Mm. He is like made for that. You stuff. would think, yeah. yeah. He can talk. Got know, the look can, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, they might like. He might. They be should. Too be, those two would be tag team like brother. Partners. Oh, that would be sick. That'd be sick. What? What's his? Has he been in the gym? He, yeah, he was coming up quite a bit when he thought he had a match before yeah. he realized. Uh, I was getting him, you know, we're recalibrating everything. He's got so much potential. He's a freak, you know. He's yeah. a mm -hmm. freak. And um, well, I, I he mean, makes grappling easy. He's just like, oh, I'll just do this. And I'm like showing him stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? When, yeah, with, Cole, do that, Cole. Just do that, Cole. <laughs> yeah. So, like, Cole's a, uh, an example of, like, 
like a guy who doesn't need to be getting punched in the face. Yeah. And and like because he's like super successful. And I knew like that's, I, the, that, that's I exactly told, what I was talking about. If you're not 100 percent in it. Like, yeah. oh, and I still I love the kid. Like, yeah. I love him. Like, I he's great he coaches now his youth youth program and well, he's the, doing amazing at his job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he he's like yeah. Mr. He's a picture of success. Exactly. And so like after he had that loss, I said and I he was banged up. Like he was yeah. sig- he had some significant things with that camp. Um, but I told them I was like, he may never like he did. I, he did. I, I was like, he may never fight again. And that dude was a beast. Yeah, that, that a beast. has stood the test DeWitt of time. Dixon. DeWitt's still doing great things. Doing great yeah. things. Yeah. And that was a tough. I knew that was a tough fight. He got banged up, you know, real close to the fight. But it was one of those ones like, man, I, I I'm at hometown. I sold a lot of tickets. I'm gutting this out. And he did. And um, you know what? In his case, though, like you gotta look at the big picture. Maybe it was the best thing. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, for sure. I don't blame anyone. Like, no, I mean, could he have done well in MMA? Absolutely, but I mean, yeah, make he, a bad he, choice, you know. Yeah, he can grapple. I really hope he keeps grappling and doing stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, that, that that really made me happy seeing Cole back in the gym working hard. Just yeah, being a part of the team, and you know, with his cowboy boots. Yep, yeah, yeah. Boots on. he's over there goofing up, <laughs> goofing after practice. Yeah. I gotta send you that video. It's hilarious. We've but, seen on Fury grappling dudes wear wrestling shoes a good bit. Yeah. So maybe we should let Cole wear cowboy boots for his. Let him wear yeah. the boots into the cage. I wonder if anyone's gonna wear a singlet. Clay Guida always wears. I a know. Singlet. I love that too. Yeah, maybe I'll talk to him. You can do it. There you go. I'm not wearing a singlet. <laughs> you get into that UPJ singlet. <laughs> dude you could find like someone to sponsor you you could wear their singlet oh, uh, he's like no but no. dempsey if dempsey, dempsey wears a singlet that would yeah. be pretty pretty epic Shane valco could get away with this yeah I think, I think oh we, yeah i think we could like we could challenge dempsey into doing it like dempsey it'll be awesome i don't think do he it. will he's, no he's pretty conservative but Shane he, would do it but though. he has right. that like he has that like he might too, he though. does he that's one thing that people don't realize about Demps. like like he is the hardest dude i've ever met like he is like a he, like he should have been like a marine you know drill sergeant yeah, yeah. Gr- he should have been like that but he is a sweetheart behind it and he's funny like he, he lo- is like funny. he is funny like he is he'll uh like that's what he's talking about with like Roman and Julian and DJ and Jermaine. Like he loves oh that stuff. Like he dives into it. Like he eggs them on all the time in the gym when you get him going. But he always like he'll he'll like weirdly like throw one at me, and I'm like, I did not see that coming. Like that was masterful. Right there. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, did you do you remember when um there was all the smack talk between like your guy like the mad factory guys and like a bunch of gorilla house guys and yeah. like they were jaw like oh, it yeah. was like they, got, they were going it got a little bit too it was yeah. like it was like I'm, it, the funny it, part was the whole time i'm like it was based about julian and julian i'm like it was julian like, are you getting mad because roman was defending julian right and then they are coming back and i'm like and i know those guys so i'm yeah. like i know they're just and i'm like julian are you getting upset about this He's like no i love it this is awesome <laughs> i'm like oh okay <laughs> I thought, yeah. it was fun. I thought it was a funny take. Well, that's it. the funny thing is, I, I, reading it, I thought that J- Julian and, and, and his brother, Roman, 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 were like having fun. And I thought that, like, Caden, because I think they getting... do this stuff all the yeah, time. Yeah. Caden, yeah. Yeah. And what Caden's like wrestling, it was Caden's George Mason teammates were like, they don't, they're hardcore D1 wrestlers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. no one messes with our, with our yeah. guy. They're like coming back hard, and then Julian and 
and Roman are just like, don't cut this is our ballpark. Yeah. Like, we don't want to play with this. That was so and they fun. were like, they get, I mean, I'm, I'm the whole time I'm cringing, like, stop this. Well, like, I'm texting Roman, like, <laughs> do not reading. say anything else. Roman's like, I promise I won't. And then, like, two minutes later, he's like, I couldn't help it. <laughs> I'm like, you got to stop. The whole time I'm reading that, I'm thinking, like, what's Isaac doing right now? Like, <laughs> oh, I, they know. They yeah. know. <laughs> I got to listen to it all the time, though, so I kind of know where they, you know, yeah. they're funny. Like, I I, enjoy, I love having that around the gym. You know, it's funny, but to a certain point. Yeah, yeah, sure. Once you start breaking the, if you start becoming disrespectful, like, I'm like, oh, yeah. I, I just makes me like, come on, man. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. then it's going to end up being more than it needs to be. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But it is fun to hear them, like, all the time. Dempsey's good, I'm telling you. He gets oh, I totally believe that. He's he super gets him funny. He in there really good. And uh, there's a few people, like, quiet, like, you would never expect, and they just, like, just, they're good. Like, Bobby's pretty good. <laughs> Yeah, patent, you know, pretty good. Cheyenne's great. She can get them, give them out too. So, yeah, it's that's, well, that's because her and Chris can practice. There yeah, you go. yeah, she's <laughs> she can. Yeah, she's tough. She's doing. She's, well, she's got a fight coming up. Too. I was just gonna say, shout yeah. out Cheyenne having a fight August fifth yeah. as well. In Finally, we've been yeah. really. I mean, it's been tough. You guys know she's impossible. It's tough. It's yeah. tough. So, um, we got her a great fight, and uh, you know, I'm excited to see her get back in there. I've been I've been training with her a lot too, so she's been look feeling really good and be nice to see her back in there tell us about this this new uh this new um what's it called the no idea when you raise money (laughs) fundraiser yeah so that's so we just had a party we had a party at our friend Lindsay. she's one of our blue belts but Lindsay's like she's uh a teacher mother wife Mm. 40s you know she is tough as Heck, like she's in there heel hooking like 20 year old dudes beating them up like she's Sprawling awesome Sprawling the bird too yeah she'd be she should have competed she's amazing she trains with with all the girls all the time hard. next one i have yeah. a, i have a i have a, an opponent for her yeah she'd be she's great she's competed she's, she's done well she's done well she had a she had an acl surgery and we started teaching her leg locks and now she just leg locks everybody matt schaefer's like like i'm gonna teach her leg locks while she's on you know uh, healing up and now she just rips people's legs off hilarious to learn but leg she, locks while you're rehabbing yeah, an acl injury i know yeah <laughs> well we're like well you can you know don't touch your legs we'll teach you this stuff but wow she did a, that's a great example of someone that took advantage of being hurt you know mm-hmm. her time off but we had a party at her house for memorial day and we're all having a good time and you know we're trying to we're thinking about ways of like raising money to get dempsey and cody cheyenne you know out to the grappling trials and I'm like, man, you'd be the ultimate because she's she is the ultimate at this, like the fundraiser uh booster club president. <laughs> she's like, I'll do it. So she is on it. I didn't even she I was like, she had that ready. And I'm like, can I post this? I'm like, wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> but she's done amazing. And uh, I think you know, we're we're just gonna, you know, to see where it goes. But it, what I love about it is the problem with a lot of times is I get these young kids that are just working, they're going, you know, they're they're spending all their money on grappling tournaments, grappling stuff food and you know mm-hmm. rent so it's nice to be able to like take guys um like uh lucas jones you know and being like listen we want you to go to this tournament you know dallas so we're gonna fly out there hotels compete against the best at your at your level and that's how you re- if you really look at it when we go out there that's what these teams do they compete at the high levels consistently mm-hmm. and they can tell the how they get better when they do it they, there's mm-hmm. no secret to it so just to be able to take guys and like, you know, send Cody, like we sent Cody and Dempsey out there, they competed great, Dempsey qualified. Cody competed with the best guys in the country at his weight. 
Um, but we wouldn't be able to do that if we didn't raise, you know, raise the funds to help them do that. You know, they work day jobs and it just gets, you can do it once or twice a year, but when you have to do it consistently, it becomes an issue. So I think it's been maybe a good, a good start, um, to something, but I would love to have my envision like has always been don't use grappling for any kind of financial thing. You're, you're, you know, your, your family's taken care of. I can, you know, I have, I make, I make my living a different way. So use it to build something special that's generational that's going to blast beyond me like giving you know give back to this this sport and this community so i think this and having the community help us we have mogi's right down the street mogi's always donating he's been at the fights and like russ green guys like that like all these people are always helping us so give them some recognition in our gym maybe you know give them hang a hang a banner hand out there you know i'd rather send all our business that people need something done to go to them or if they need to whatever it is, give them the business because they're helping us out. And at the same point, we can send these athletes that we know that they can compete at this level. Let's prove it. Let's get out there. Even if they don't win, we can see where we need to make improvements, get them back in here and keep sharpening that. If we can do this properly, like our vision is like, we could be one of the top grappling teams, you know, in the East Coast, I believe. So that's where we're really trying to do that. But we need the funding. So it's been nice. And, and Lindsay's been a big part of that and Gina are one of our black belts, Gina Tallarico and um, you know, just uh using our your connections, you know. That's we'll, super we'll exciting. Post, we'll post the highlights of uh the this this podcast on social media and we'll we'll put a link for anyone that wants to uh that yeah, it's great to see because I, I I haven't really looked at it much, but I did glance at it and seen some of my, my friends I haven't even talked to like donating. Like even if it's 20 bucks, it's just to see that name connected being like man you're supporting you know it's not about me it's not about dempsey you know it's about it's it's really about the growth of these athletes and when you see people with dreams this is what my life is the biggest part about my life is if i see someone with a dream i want to support that if they're really committed to it because it makes i don't know it just ha has a spiritual connection for me when i see that so i have that i have these these people and I, I know that's a short window, right? If you don't just go after it, it's going to be easy to, for that flame to, to, to dry out. So when I see these, I'm like, man, you could really do something in this sport. You could really be something special. I'm like, I'm like I'll, be, I'll, I'll do whatever I can, you know, and uh, to help see that happen. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in MMA as well, you know, MMA is the same thing. So we run into that problem a lot. A lot of times we're like, hey, we want to get you down to Coconut Creek to, you know do some training but cost money you know i can't expect a fighter that has a job and a family take six weeks off of work to mm -hmm. go tr train a fight you know do get get the sparring that they need or whatever um and then the good thing is like we're talking about pittsburgh's become a place where i feel confident that we can get it done here uh, but it is nice to have those options you know we have the connections we have the relationships mm -hmm. the best gyms in the world around you know around the country you know if someone needs something you know at, at a certain place it's nice to be like hey we'll just send the person out there you know for a couple of days for a couple of weeks or a week or whatever just to, to help them out so um demps did that dom did that back in the day and i think it really helped him mm -hmm. um but yeah where and did demps go demps has been all over they went to black zillions att they went to fortis they went to octagon out in dallas wow um, how did you get so close with att uh so my my instructor Baga, Rodrigo Ramos is uh, one of the um, original founders of ATT mm. back in the day when Dan started it. Um, Baga worked for Dan as an IT guy back actually. Wow. And then uh, Baga 
was a coach there and branched out and opened up ATT Davy and Weston. And then um, uh, I, I forget years ago, I just, you know, Hey, can I send Dempsey down train? Yeah, I'm sure. Blah, blah. And then it just started with that. And then um, Cody went, Dalton went down, Cody went down and uh, got a great relationship with Mike Brown. He's amazing. You know, just being around someone like that's pretty special. Uh, and, uh, you know, are you, the good are you thing is with they, Mike. Yeah. I mean, you guys are cornering, yeah. you know, all yep. the time yeah. together, but I would have cornered this Cody tomorrow, which breaks my heart. I'm not there, but I have my, uh, my wrestling camp. I run next week and it's just too much for me to take off, but you know, talk to Cody today and, um, I'll talk to Mike probably tomorrow a little bit, just to touch base with those guys. I know I'm with them, you know, supporting them. I think it's pretty, it's, it shows a lot that those guys, like I've always, your, your selflessness is one of those traits we were talking about earlier that like it, the fact that you will have a have a fighter and you'll recognize that like this is where you need to leave here and go down there to get to that to level where you need to be i mean a good coach should recognize things like that i i you know? i i, I or think support. That that's true or too. and that's a selfless thing that a lot of a lot of people don't have um and so part of my like part of that goal you were talking about for us is for us to build it up so that like it's to a level where like the guys don't have to go down there yeah like yeah it's we good. have enough fighters at I mean, a high level it's not even that the coaching mm -hmm. you know like mm -hmm. i mean the coaching has been on a rise there's some really good coaches out there that know the sport uh in the area that i would trust cornering anybody that you know any of our guys or myself you know so um like when i when we go away like mike cornered dempsey this weekend you know i just we don't even ask we just expect it and we had to talk mike and i are on the phone right after like going through everything together and like i was listening to him coach he's everything he's saying spot on like mike exactly. has come yeah has come walking so walking dempsey through everything and dempsey's like you know we just consider it like part of our family you know part of our team like yeah when we're away like i just go mike i got a mat i'm on mat six he's like i got you i'm so you know he knows how to prep me and he knows me he knows how he knows what i need and if you know and if if him or you know but that's a hard transition like those guys that like were at that i mean mike had is. a tough time like yeah mike is uh astute like we're talking mike's a student of the sport and um you know will you know, having having someone that understands that other side of the sport too, like the striking side, mm -hmm. like you know, to have that is huge. Um, I I've always kind of like had Philip, uh, Amaris with me, and uh, obviously great boxing coaches around as well, like Matt. You know, uh, Chris Williams now has been in the gym a lot. Richie's been in our gym a lot. Um, Chris has been helping tremendously. His his knowledge is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I'm very impressed with uh what Chris Williams brings to the MMA world. Um, he's as high level that I've seen striking too. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, having guys like Matt working with Cody all the time uh, and have Will work with Mike, I think you need that just to kind of like tie things together. And Mike is very intelligent. He understands like once it's, you know, once it gets into where I can really help, I'm going to take over, drive the ship. And then if I'm outside that ship, you're driving the ship. And then, you know, also if I see something. So I think it's good to have that dynamic. Um, but in the practice room, Mike excels as well. You know, I've seen him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I've seen yeah. him in the practice room. He's really good at, like, really breaking things down one-on-one, -on -one, helping people understand things. It's very hard. It's very difficult sometimes. It's very easy to get frustrated. 
uh, because everyone learns differently. That's the one thing. And, you know, I've seen great athletes, great competitors not be so great at like explaining things. Um, and I think that as good as an athlete Mike was in a fighter, I think his, his way of like communicating that with uh with his with the fighters is great you know he's really good at that and he's good at like pre-game planning and post you know bringing things back from the fights too so he's been really good i think there's a lot of underrated people too that people don't even know about that i think are have a lot of respect for like darren obviously um amazing you know he gets it uh ray's really good too you get those two together Mm -hmm. you know when you watch them actually in a corner you're like oh that's pretty high level yeah um and you know and i've been in the corners with some of the best coaches in the world and i know you know i I can i can say i can sit back and be like you know man those guys are just they're doing the same they're saying the same things you know what i mean they're directing you know directing it the same way um but yeah some like a lot of my friends like tommy cost is a great underrated coach uh you you know he spent a lot of time no one even knows you know that he's you know that Tommy's a great and not just a grappling coach but he's a good MMA coach he understands a lot of the MMA um but yeah I think that it's been pretty fun to be able to see everyone in Pittsburgh not just fighters but the coaches progress like they have too yeah and now and now kind of commas following in that commas yeah commas yeah. a great coach commas a great coach he leads by example which I love about comma He's not going to be super quiet. And like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, nothing makes my day better on a Sunday. And I'm in, the, you know, get, get rolling into the math factory. And then here comes Kama. I'm like, oh, yeah, here we go. It's going to be fun. Kama's always laughing. He's like, he's like, look at that. Like, Iconic laugh. Yeah. He's like, I was rolling with Dempsey. I'm like, your neck messed up. He's like, yeah, can you help me out? I'm like, here we are. I got you. <laughs> but he's a, uh, he's a Pittsburgh, like, think about that, you know? Think about how far MMA has come. What we watch Kama go out and do. He's mm-hmm. still in it. Like he's yeah. not. He's not ready to be done. Yeah. Boxing a week after Bit B seventeen, right? Is that in, is that July twenty second? When's his boxing match? Yeah. Crazy. He's a, he's amazing. Yeah. So he's a special human man. He is truly. Yeah. Truly one of a kind man. Yeah. Again, another one that you can add to the list that we're just yeah, honored to have saying. here. Like yeah. Our, it's crazy. Our whole city is just filled with these kind of people. Like we can talk about so many different people like uh and i'm i I love that's what i love doing too like i'm glad we got some time to talk about some of these people about you know what they bring to the table and how their what their role has been um in developing this this thing that we got going on yeah well that go ahead well i was just gonna say we get like we get people that come to us sometimes and like be involved like in the promotion and and like we we there's times where we're like trying to find a, a, a fit. Like we want to, we want to have people involved that want to be involved. And and sometimes we're like, let us think about this, but it just, it, it's such a difference from the four years that we've been doing this, where we were like, begging people to help us at the beginning and now we yeah have, now everyone's pouring out we have the people that we can't yeah. even plug in and and yep. and it's just you know it i think the whole scene um the whole combat sports scene in pittsburgh is is on the up and i think we're gonna keep yeah keep, keep doing great things that's been i mean obviously fun to watch a yeah. fan as well so 
been a lot of fun. We appreciate that, man. The next step on that journey, July 14th, Isaac versus Gray Maynard, and so much more that we talked about. Yeah, we you talked about plug a lot. The event. Sorry, we Got to plug the Maynard. I hope I hope everyone didn't stay up for this one. Yeah, uh, this is, I uh, hope they did. Got to be a record. Oh, nice. Little over two hours. Really two? Yeah. Well, the okay. Taylor Cahill episode was like three, but an yeah. hour of that was waiting on him to show up. <laughs> oh <Mr>. no! Wait till I say something. Yeah, you got that fight coming up. Yeah, he does. Well, you got to get on him, yeah. man. Well, that's the thing. When like when we have a live, like we're going live. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're yeah. there or not? Oh my gosh. I'm oh, it's beautiful. 51 minutes late, Isaac. 51. 51. Oh, wow. <laughs> he is coming from a little yeah. bit farther away. Did he, yeah. not, did he not know that? They, yeah. <laughs> you, you were coming from Clarion. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not letting Taylor live yeah. that one down. Man. Yeah, this is that a was too everything. fun. Yeah, that yeah. was too fun. That's funny. I'm sure you guys had stuff to talk about. Though, to oh, yeah. 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 yeah, me and Ryan can talk a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> been known to. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, we, thank uh, you guys. Th this was awesome. Picking your brain is, is a true honor, man. Yeah. Having you on the podcast, Appreciate having it. you in here. Let's keep growing this thing, dude. Yeah, we're, I'm we're in. Both. I'm down. Whatever you guys need, I'm in. Let's do thanks, it. Thanks, man. Let's do it.